Coming up on the Magic Hour podcast, I'm joined first by Bobby Brabson talking about the Masters this coming weekend, the final major of the season, who the front runners are, who the underdogs are, who can make a run on the final day. Go through a few of the odds with the most intriguing golfers. Then I'm joined by Xavier Gomez. We talk about the NBA draft, what the Warriors should do with their number two pick, what potential trades we could see happen if they decide to trade the pick, and if they decide to keep it and make that pick, who we think fits the team best in this upcoming draft, and what we think they'll do with that pick. Then, of course, $5 picks. Week 10, Xavier joins me, Jay, and Brad, do a little bit of a four-team $5 picks this week. We talk about Cardinals facing the Bills, Chargers uh, versus Miami Dolphins, a bit of a rookie QB matchup there, Um, Seahawks, Rams, and then finally the Vikings versus the Bears. Um, Should be a fun one. Good week of football. Let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, get it started. It is Movember, ladies and gentlemen. That means that I have a mustache again. Um, for those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, it's pretty glorious. It's more, it's you know, it's only a weekend, so it's kind of some baby hairs, but you know, support prostate cancer. Um, the master, the Masters is coming this weekend. Uh, first round is this Thursday. Um, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it's today, uh, the twelfth. Uh, Bobby Brabson's with me again. Bobby, Masters in November, kind of weird, but kind of kind of cool. I, I I don't know. It's always this time of year where I'm like I'm missing major season already. You know, we're 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 a couple months away or a couple months out, and it's just like oh, finally some like we have to wait a whole eight months for more competitive golf again. Like this is a bummer. Yeah, no, it definitely I it definitely is kind of cool to like. Uh that it's now and then you just kind of like turn right around and then April comes and it's the masters again. So yeah, it, it's kind of cool, but it's just like, I feel bad for all these sports just cause NFL just like dominates the fall. And it's just yeah. kind of like every other sport just falls by the wayside. Like whether it was like baseball at the world series, even the NBA finals, it's we just like to. everything just comes second to, to football. And so I think like, especially if like there's a close final round on Sunday, it's just, I just not going to get the attention it deserves just because it's NFL football Sunday. I mean, I, I will be watching, but when the Raiders come on, I'm it's, it's definitely going on TV number two, as opposed to the main TV. You know yeah, I mean? like, exactly. And, and I, maybe that's a reason why we as golf fans appreciate majors more because it's in the middle of summer when the only sport going on is baseball. So it's like, it actually like brings like some more competitive, the competitive drive out of us. Like, oh yeah, something that's like, like where the stakes are are higher. Like a, a, a sports competition where the stakes are higher. Finally, in the middle of the summer when it's just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Because yeah, you and it's just like your brain just gets programmed to like, like oh, Masters in April, U.S. Open June, Open in July, PGA. All it's just like you know your brain gets wired that way. So then they're like, oh, the Masters is this weekend in November. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
And on top of that, I mean, the weather is a huge concern. Like, I was looking it up before we came on, and, like, it looks like it's going to be, like, it's a thunderstorm on Thursday, and then it's supposed to be raining all weekend, raining uh, 30% chance of rain on Friday, 60% chance of rain on Saturday, 40% chance of rain on Sunday. I mean, this it's there's a possibility this could be moved to the following weekend. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. And I, I th- the weather's definitely going to be a big factor. I mean, just the time of year, too. I mean, they're used to playing in April where things are, like, kind of starting to warm up, whereas now yeah. things get a little bit cooler, which it, usually it would firm up the greens a little bit but if they play in this rain i mean everything's the course is going to be so soggy and soft that i think i think you could see like a lot of low scores like i'm trying to think of times when we've had like where they've they've been forced to play through the rain and even last masters last year with tigers win i remember i think it was on saturday they tried to beat the rain so they started super fucking early Mm -hmm. um as opposed to just try to play through it i i don't I don't know how strict they are as as like you know where baseball they're super strict when it comes to rain football they just don't give a shit you play whatever I don't I don't really know how it works with golf because the ball's so small so you have to keep an eye on it which is going to be hard to do with rain but also like at the same time it 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 doesn't like it's not like a ball's flying at your face like baseball where it's where it's like dangerous it's just like it's just tougher conditions I don't know what they're gonna do yeah yeah I mean I obviously thunderstorms they would cancel but yeah it'll be interesting if it and Augusta National course like they're gonna they're probably gonna be pissed that that it could tear up their course too I just thought that sorry to interrupt you yeah yeah no and especially with if they're gonna do a quick turnaround and have the Masters right again in April that's only it's only what five months that they would have to uh to get it get it fixed if it does get torn up this weekend. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty big story to watch. Is just like how the actual course is going to be. If, if they, you live and in Georgia to... and you're an Augusta member, how pissed would you be if you see that on Sunday they're just tearing up this course <laughs> and you're and they're just playing through it? Like, like, would God you be damn just it! <laughs> I got a tea time Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be hilarious, dude. Um. I mean, especially tomorrow. So I know they're doing practice rounds today. I was having it on, like, in the background while I was working earlier. Um, no rain today, but, I mean, tomorrow is 80% chance, and there's going to be a massive storm. Like, that's going to set it up for Thursday to be bad. We could see some pretty, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the cut is at, like, plus four on Saturday just because the, the conditions are so bad and everybody's just hitting the ball all over the course. Yeah, and, I mean, well, the other thing, too, I mean – I felt like the reason that they're, you know, they do tournaments over the weekend is that they want fans and then they want the fans aren't going to be there. So I'm wondering if they maybe just push it back, just push everything back and let be like, all right, hey, we're starting Monday now. And we're just doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Just because like the weather next week looks a hell of a lot better. Um, But I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't want to give up those time slots. It's sunny. It's sunny Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. It's partly cloudy, but it, it at least dry up some of the rain from the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. A while. I think the other thing, if we're, I mean, we're talking weather already. Uh, just the fact that the, you know, we just had daylight savings time. Like the sun goes down at like five o'clock, and so like, yeah, dude. I feel like guys normally aren't finishing their rounds until after seven, and so like, they, I don't know if they're going to be starting guys earlier or what they're doing to uh, combat that, or is there maybe there's less players in the field? But yeah, it's like. It, you gotta like those late guys are gonna be rushing to get through their rounds before the yeah. beat the darkness. I would imagine they start early, which sucks for guys like you on the East Coast. You're probably gonna, if you want to catch any of it, you're probably gonna have to wake up a little bit earlier. Um, I mean, it looks out for us. We, we we get a couple hours, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know how big the field is. I'm... I think I saw there's 93, 93 players, but I don't know how that compares. Or ninety two players. So I don't know that how seems that seems pretty small to me. Is, uh, yeah, I don't know how that compares to like last year's field. Well, the okay, so the the highest odd player right now is Larry Mizzy. Don't know who that Miz M I Z E. I don't. I'm sure you don't know who he is either. Anyway, and his odds are two thousand to one. Um, <laughs> if anyone is out there and looking for a more or less a hail mary bet there, there's there's your guy right there um i'm yeah i'm looking at this list i don't it, it's it's not like counted out but there's a there's a lot but it doesn't feel like as much as it normally is like i don't know yeah I, I'm, I'm very curious to see as well um but uh back to the 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 weather and daylight savings I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about daylight savings. So it's interesting that they decided to go for November. I know we talked about this last time. They, the the Masters was the first one to to reschedule their tournament because they tried to get it to where it was reasonably like far out from it, what they yeah. thought would be like the end of COVID, which yeah, there's really no end. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, like no, they, them in the ass. Now. Yeah, I think they were the ones that were like initially as soon as they canceled it, they were like, we're doing it in November. And then they just haven't moved off of that. So, yeah, um, everyone else kind of like worked around them. Dude, it's 92 percent humidity. That's a muggy tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and that so warm it's, rain. It's supposed to be thunderstorms on Wednesday and Thursday, 77 and 81 degrees with 92 percent humidity. <laughs> God, that sounds just Ooh, excuse me. From someone who just came from Florida, that sounds fucking awful. That sounds worse than Florida, <laughs> dude. I, well, I was there on I was there this past weekend for for work in in, in Tampa, and on Saturday or Sunday, it was pouring rain all day, but it was eighty one degrees. So like, you put on your jacket to like protect yourself from the rain, and then you just start sweating like crazy under your jacket. <laughs> and this is like a thin raincoat. Like it's just literally just a layer of of um water resistant fabric that's literally all it is and you're still because it like it like uh suffocates your body so you just start it's i felt like a wrestler like trying to cut weight like you're just, you're just sweating so much underneath it and you're like fuck this i'd rather just get wet because it's gonna cool me off a little bit but then you feel the rain and it's like warm rain so it doesn't cool you off at all it's just <laughs> there's no escaping it this sounds like i would not want to golf in this weather that's basically what i'm trying to get to yeah now um do you want to talk about the field a little bit yeah yeah, let's do it. Um, I mean, they got everybody. Uh, it looks like all ten, everyone in the top ten's playing, which is huge. Yeah, yeah. So the big thing that I wanted to bring up because I, I I was talking to a couple friends about it the other day. Um, obviously golf has kind of like fallen off the radar, like you said. Football started. Um, the NBA was and baseball just finished. So like, not a lot of, and and you know, the last two Masters were two months ago. Um. So like not many people are tuning in on Sunday on Golf Channel to watch the AT and T Open or the Houston Open or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which me and you haven't really either. We you know me and you kind of like more box score type of guys when in terms of smaller tournaments. But um, a lot of guys are are hyped on Brooks, but Brooks is still injured. So a lot of people don't realize this, and his betting odds are kind of reflective of that a little bit. But still, kind of not. So number one favorite in the odds right now is Bryson DeChambeau. He's eight to one odds. Uh, Brooks is number six at sixteen to one. Um, 
I'm telling you right now, if you guys are golf betters, do not make that bet. Brooks is not going to play well this weekend. He still has this nagging back injury. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think that he can overcome this? Augusta is one of those courses where it's like it's relentless. If you there's no like if you start out bad, there's it's hard to come back. Like every hole just feels like it's it tougher and tougher. Yeah, yeah, no, I th- and I think with uh, Kepka too, I feel like just his like demeanor, he just doesn't see like he's a phenomenal golfer, but he doesn't just seem to have that same kind of like push through whatever instinct like a uh, like Tiger would, and yeah. or you know guys like that. So yeah, I would stay away from that definitely at the at sixteen to one. You know, the, the, there's just too many other good golfers in the field that, uh, and if he's hurt and not, you know, if he's not hitting the ball well on Thursday, like there's a good chance he may not even make it to Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing about this course is that like experience is like really important. I feel like, because just to know how the course is laid out, um, with those later holes and, and knowing that like, if you start off, like you finish the front nine two over knowing which holes you need to capitalize on the back, like hole twelve is a famous one for that. Um, I think it was. I think it was hole like. I want to say it's sixteen. Was that the one that John Rom skipped over the? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he skipped I, the I think pond it's sixteen. Today. I can't remember, but yeah, today some of the practice round. If you guys haven't checked it out, look it up. You should Google it. John Rom um, hit a ball which he skipped across the pond, <laughs> um, literally like skipping a rock um, instead of hitting it over it, um, and he skipped it across and went up uh popped up off the water onto the green and rolled into a hole in one it was the most amazing thing ever um so like i mean i i was hearing this from um a couple people um bubba watson is an interesting intriguing person to to look at this weekend uh patrick reed um and uh and uh sorry um adam scott um, strictly on their experience, all three of those guys have not been playing well, except for Patrick Reed. But like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Bubba Watson was gonna be someone I was gonna put as like a potential sleeper. I mean, he's a two-time Masters champion, so it's hard to say he's a, really a sleeper. But yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he hasn't. He I mean he hasn't had the best year. Um, but yeah, like you said, he just he knows Augusta and like just like the way that he plays, just like kind of that. I'll just figure it out. You know, just get up. And he, he, there's no shot that he can't hit. Pretty much, hmm. I feel like he'll. I think he'll always be kind of in the running at Augusta. And yeah, Patrick Reed's had a great year. I think he's, you know, he's going to be one of those that's just going to always be in the mix. Um, and then the, uh, the Adam Scott. I haven't. I, I'll be honest. I have not heard a lot from Adam Scott past couple of years. I'm not sure how he's been finishing uh, to even know how he would or how he would do here. But yeah, I mean. Any of those guys, I feel like that have played Augusta a bunch are going to be the ones that are going to have the best shot, you know, because you got so many young guys now. Like, uh, you know, you got Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these younger guys that have only have maybe only played it a couple times uh, in a tournament style. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I my pick I think is going to be a, a veteran that has been there, been there before. Maybe not necessarily one, but it's been there enough times. Interesting. So you're previewing who your your pick is right now. Okay, I like it. Um, yeah, I I I I, I don't know, man. His 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 Bubba's thing for a long time was always his power off the tee, and he could always like kind of make up for whatever bad shot he had. But I just don't know with the weather concerns this weekend if that's gonna get him out of it. But I will say that 
And like, cause he, his emotions do get the best of him sometimes on the course, but if he's playing well, he thrives under that. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, Adam Scott has been playing. So he, he had a lot of issues when they outlawed the long putter. Because remember that was that was, he was like famously the last one to still use it. Mm-hmm. But about a year ago, they allowed it back, and his game has completely improved, and his putting is dramatically improved. Like this season, he's playing a lot, lot better. Um, so I, I, I definitely I, he was the guy who I was going to tell people in this podcast like look out for him. He could definitely make a run. Um, he is having a huge comeback season. Um, his putting again much better. Um. So I think that leads to since we're talking about like experience, we might as well just talk about, you know, for the common golf fans, let's just talk about Tiger and Phil because everybody's gonna want to know how they're gonna do. I don't know. I mean, Tiger's season is all over the place. I'm not too confident with him. Phil seems like age is really getting the best of him. Yeah, I uh, I just don't have any confidence really in Phil anymore. I mean, I like you said, yeah. his age is just kind of catching up to him. And I mean, not that Tiger's young, but it's hard to say that he's got no shot when he just won last year. Um, Tiger's I mean, in better shape though. He like, he's like a, he's, he's a, he's a physical like machine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I, I think he'll, you know, as long, if he makes it, if he makes it to the weekend and you know, and is within that top 10, it's just always, yeah, he's uh, always got a shot. it may not be the same as it once was, where guys are like looking over their shoulder, like, shit here comes tiger but yeah he's still there and it's still augusta like augusta you know what what was it his fifth that he won there last year yeah it was fifth yeah. green jacket so it's just like that's especially if it's some of these younger guys like that's good that, that's gonna be in their minds that the tiger's on the prowl yeah yeah <laughs> i see what you do there uh yeah i mean it kills me with phil dude it really does he's my favorite golfer of all time so it just it's it sucks to see him do this but or to see the the decline but like there there's just no path for him like it's just at this point like fans just just start looking forward to the match every season because that's going to be his only showcase (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think he'll do great you know if he does the senior tour but yeah i just don't think he's uh (laughs) I just don't know that he's got it for the uh, PGA Tour anymore. Yeah. Um, all right. So who's your top contenders then? So I mean, you know, the obvious one is the betting favorite, and just the like what he's been doing this season. But Bryson's got to be in the conversation. Yeah. But uh, do you think his? Do you think his game translates to Augusta? See, that's the thing. It's like because Augusta's one of those. It's like an older course, and so yeah. it's not. It's not built with like some of these like really long holes that are yeah. intimidating. So if he goes in there with that same attitude and he's like, like I saw, uh, I saw they were interviewing him and he said, he's like, yeah, I've been, all I've been doing is driving, driving, driving. He's like, I, I think I can get it 400 yards in the air. <laughs> like, so that's not going to help you here, man. <laughs> but I don't know. Like if he's out there and he's on like a 500, like just like a straight, like 500, 490 yard par five. And then he's sitting at sitting, sitting one with, 75 yards to go <laughs> like if he's just out hitting everybody but i mean you know, augusta definitely you have to be able to shape shots and and things but i, I just the way he's been playing i don't think he, i we just we would have to mention him as as a contender one thing i think of it uh, with augusta is those thick tree lines they have though so if he pounds it on one of those par fours and goes straight into the tree line, is he going to be able to get it out? You know what I mean? Like, is he going to play smart? And that's another thing that he always does. He's like, go, you know, try and get it as close to the hole as possible. He doesn't try and lay it up onto the fairway and then go from there. So it's just like, 
I don't know, man. I I don't want to be that guy because I, I, I know I'm going to be proven wrong on Sunday. He's going to be in the conversation because it seems like every tournament he is. But it's just like I think this is going to be the real test of if, if that style of golfing is for real or not. Like it's obviously a route you can take. I think it proved that when he won the U.S. Open. But is it for real? Can it like can it lead to like a Hall of Fame career? Yeah. And this weekend we're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, uh, but yeah, his, his year, I definitely could see him having a hole like he had. I can't remember which tournament it was where he just like, he hit like three straight balls out of bounds. It was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> refusing to concede and go drop from another spot. He's like, I can hit this. And then ends up with like a 10 on the hole. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he's, I'm, he's definitely got that potential. He's just such a, such a head case, but I, I feel like yeah. not having fans benefits him a lot. Just yeah, there's no definitely. There's way less, you know. There's just that atmosphere just really adds to it, and I feel like he's maybe a guy that might crumble under some of that pressure. So there being no fans definitely, I, I definitely I think helps him more than it does, you know, more than it would most other golfers. That was something that Morikawa said yesterday in his press conference that um, you're in your head a lot more with no fans and stuff like that. So it's a tougher situation, and the only reason why he played so well. And the Open Championship is because it was his home course um, in San Francisco. So it like it kind of made him feel more comfortable, but it's tougher, these other ones. So, yeah. Um, obviously, DJ's got to be up there. Yeah. He's DJ. He's the, most, he's the best athlete on the course, for sure. And he always kind of finds his way in that top ten. But can he thrive up to the pressure? Because it feels like the past, like, two years, he's just – on uh, the last day, he's always like in first or in second, and he's thro- and he's there, and then he just like drops three holes in a row, and you're just like, "What the? Fuck yeah, like what happened to Dustin Johnson? Yeah, yeah, no, but it, he's he has just been so consistent. He just has, he's just having trouble like clinching and, and finishing these things out. So, but but he's one that's you know he's got the experience there, so I definitely think he'll you know he'll be around on Sunday within a within a few shots. Yeah, I want to talk about Jordan Spieth, but I feel like he's just been Mister Irrelevant the past few years. Um, it's crazy, man. He just like he took a he nose. He was dive. such a stud, dude. Yeah, it's so crazy. I I don't get it either. And I, you know, I think it was Scott Van Pelt was saying the other day on Sports Center that like Spieth, he his rookie season, he had a really good weekend at Augusta. He finished second behind Bubba Watson, and ever since then. That first tournament, he just, like, he just, he, like, I think he hasn't even made the cut, like, half the time. Um, And it's he's admitted because of just the pressure of the first major of the season. So, can it, that it's the last major of the season, can it be something that he, like, benefits from? I think that that's, that's definitely something to think about. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. But, yeah, if that's something where he comes out of the gate slow because of that pressure, then... Knowing it's the last one, and then I, I also think I don't know. I feel, I feel like something, at least if, if you know if it's me, and I'm thinking like, all right, I'm playing this weekend, and then you turn right around and play again in April. I do think that kind of would help guys too. Yeah, you just know it's like, all right, whatever mistakes I make, I've got you know I've I've only got five months, and I can go back out and and prove wrong, you know, and correct them. And the course is so much more familiar as opposed to a long year long layoff. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. I just like I just played this course. This is what happened to me on hole three. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I can avoid it this time. Um, all right, who's your favorite then? So, so the guy I'm going with actually to to win, he's he's been right there. I just feel like I think it's time. I'm going Tony Finau. 
You're going, dude. That was gonna be mine. Damn it, that was gonna be mine. <laughs> I do. I just. He always plays well here too. He always, he always plays, plays well, well here. I just remember it was like two or three years ago when he dislocated his ankle during the practice yeah. round, and still like yeah. he still had a pretty decent out. I just like he's just always right there, and I think this is his time to uh, to break through and get his uh, get his major championship. And he's another guy. If if Bryson. It is playing well and benefits from the the pounded as far as I can and worry about the lie later um, strategy. Tony's gonna be sitting there right next to him because his he his, that's not his strategy, but it's very similar. And he's got the power along with Bryson to just bomb the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling everybody right now, if 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 we see Bryson leading after day two and day three, look down that scoreboard, and Tony's gonna be either right behind him or a couple shots behind and. And it could come down to a uh, a battle of just strength in, on Sunday, which would be so much fun to watch. I would love to see that. That'd be an awesome final pairing, dude. Oh my god. Um. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna pick a different one then. Um. Uh. I want to pick Ricky Fowler, our boy Ricky. I was gonna I ask just, if you were gonna bring up our boy, but he's. Sh- I, I I was gonna wait till the very end because I just I don't feel confident. He's not playing well this entire season. Um, he's got to win one eventually, though. Man. Eventually, he's got to win think, one man. eventually. Our, it's our boy. I know, dude, dude. If he wins, I'm popping a bottle of champagne on Sunday. I do not give a shit. Um. Uh, for the listeners who's the first time uh, listening to me and Bobby talk about golf, this is uh, he just takes us back to our college frat days. He's he just, just such a he's just got so much style and so he's just so fun and, and just goofy. And uh, just go, Bobby. What was the picture that you you said? It, what, what what tournament was it from? Where it's like all the wives are like kissing the or all the oh, guys yeah, are kissing yeah, their yeah, wives, and the, he's uh, just sitting there like I think it was from one of the right either the Ryder Cup or that other. Yeah. Uh, the other, uh, you know, when they do USA the versus the World, Cup or President's Cup, one yeah. of those, yeah, the winning picture. And, yeah, everyone's around, like, kissing their wives. He's just in the middle giving them, like, a <laughs> <He's> <laughs> just, like, just like a shrug. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, he's um, man. Yeah, I just feel bad. I'm wearing this mustache strictly because because uh, he did it a couple years ago. Give him uh, the mustache I, power. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe my mustache power will give him some confidence this weekend. No, I, I don't know. I think I'm going with Jason Day as my front runner. I he just he's so he's just always there. He's always good. Um, he's another guy with the the emotions get the best of him sometimes. But um, he's been playing well lately. I don't see why we wouldn't like see him in the final in the final pairing. Uh, his odds are thirty three to one, so they're like they're modest. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who, who's your who's your dark horse? Oh, so. If- I mean, if we're going to go super dark horse, let me look down this odds okay. list here. <laughs> you're, how, how far are you going down? 100 to 1 odds? Are you going to 125 I'm, I'm to down 1 there. odds? I'm down there. You know what? Why not? Siwoo Kim. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Siwoo Kim, 125 to 1. That's my sleeper. Okay, interesting. Uh, all right. I think I'm going to go with. Okay, my sleeper is gonna be. You know, this is not a good sleeper though, because he's very popular. Uh, my sleeper is gonna. My dark horse is gonna be Phil Mickelson, just based based on strictly experience. Strictly experience. All right, all right, fair enough. Because uh, he's won here three times. Wait, no. Yeah, three times. He knows the course just as well as anybody. Yeah. So if there's anybody who can get through the weather, it's definitely it's potentially him. Not definitely, potentially him. All right, Bobby. 
think that's gonna do it. A nice little little Masters preview. Um, hopefully, Mustache Power helps our boy Ricky this weekend, and we can we can pop some champagne on Sunday. I'd help out if I could, but I've been growing this thing for ten days, and this is where I'm at. So, oh, you know what? Let's finish off. Let's not finish off yet. Let's talk about the Sixers real quick. Oh, All right, God. so the Sixers fire. <laughs> so. For their first step was they fire Brent Brown, obviously. I think we've all been seeing that coming for a while. They extend um, uh, Elton Brand uh, to a few more years. Then they hire Doc Rivers as their head coach. Um, I think those are the only moves that – I think that's the, the, the history of the offseason for the Sixers so far. Oh, so, you're, you're missing the big move of the offseason. Which one was that? Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, is that's now right. The president Darryl, of basketball duh. operations. Daryl Morey comes in, becomes president of basketball ops, which makes no sense to me. If you're going to bring in a new president of basketball ops, why would you extend the general manager? You would think that he would want to bring in his own guy. Like that's just well, that move that, makes no sense to me. Why would you? Why would you hire a head coach and then hire essentially the boss of the GM? Like what? And you know that? And you know that historically they don't get along. That's that sounds perfectly Sixers. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, when when Daryl was in Boston, um, working in the, like his first front office job, um, he wasn't like he was like assistant GM or something like that. Um, they hired that was when Doc first came in, and they historically butted heads, um, which led to Daryl leaving and going to the Rockets and getting that general manager job. Just a heads up, just so you know. I don't know if they mended that relationship since then, but. I mean, of course, now they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're friends. So, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm excited about having Maury there uh, because, it, I mean, on a personal level, I always think of him as like kind of the like Jesus to Hinky's, uh, you know, a, a, he was our savior. And then his dad was Daryl Maury. So mm-hmm. it's nice having Daryl Morey back, and we can start the process over again. Yeah, I mean, Daryl Morey is the Billy Bean of basketball, and Hinky is like the Do- Paul De Podesta. He was like his his uh, his his uh, disciple, uh, mentee, mentee. I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, from that aspect, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, until everything kind of gets going, which it sounds like now is going to be next week with the draft, and then a couple of days after that is free agency. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, if if they're able somehow, some way to get one of either Horford or Tobias Harris contracts off the books, that whatever else Maury does, he, it's a win. <laughs> so, but what what's an idea that you have to get that one of those off the books? And obviously, you want to bring a guard in, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the well, the thing. So the I mean, the now that Maury's here, obviously, everyone all they talk about is like get James Harden to Philly, get James Harden to Philly. Mm-hmm. The the Rockets aren't going to want to do that. Um, I'm telling you right now, I I just worked with with someone, who, a player who plays for the Rockets, and him, and it. There's no chance in hell that Russell or or James Harden are leaving. The Rockets have every intention on on writing that as far as they can. Yeah, so that's what every Philly fan's like. Send Simmons and and Horford to Houston for James Harden. And it's just like, I mean, just because you want that to happen, there's, there's two teams in this trade. Um, I don't know, man. I like because if I'm the GM of any other team, like I'm just gonna ask for a ridiculous return to get rid, yeah. you know, to take on either of those contracts. I mean, yeah. Tobias Harris is slightly less so, just because he is like he's still a, a decent player, not at the price that he's getting paid, but he could still give you value. I just think Al Horford is like done. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. I just I I think that Horford suffered from playing with Embiid. You can't play those two guys next to each other. No. I think if he goes to a place that needs a big, like if he were to go to, honestly, the Warriors. If he were to go to the Warriors, I think he would thrive um, a little bit. That's a place that needs a big guy. Or if he were to go to, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, if you were to swap like him and Gobert. In Utah, and then maybe maybe you flip Gobert because you wouldn't want Gobert and, and Embiid together. But um, I think he would thrive in Utah, or 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 I don't I don't know. I mean, it, I'm just, uh. Shit, or, 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 or Boston Brooklyn. or Boston. Send, send him to Brooklyn with uh, KD and and Kyrie. Let, <laughs> let him be their big man. They're with DeAndre Jordan too. But so what <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing from you is Al Horford for the second overall pick. Done deal. No, definitely not. Right. No, I'd rather I'd rather draft <laughs> Anthony Edwards and deal with Al Horford. I'm just, I mean, I'll, Al Horford for Andrew Wiggins. Jesus Christ! Any trade that has the name Andrew Wiggins in it, I just assume whatever team's getting him is losing the trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I I I don't I don't really know. I don't have a rebuttal for that one. I just, but here's the thing. I think it's pretty realistic that both those guys are untradeable. Um, maybe Tobias Harris, but you wouldn't get anything back. It would be like expirings or something like that. Um, yeah, and you'd have to give up, you know, either young players or draft picks. Yeah, along with them. But Embiid, I think, is definitely tradable, and there's definitely something enticing about it. And if there it, between Embiid and Simmons of the people guys in that team who I'd want to trade, it's Embiid ten times out of ten who I would give up opposed to Simmons. At least Simmons. He's a great defender on and off ball, and he's a he's a, a workhorse. Whereas like Embiid, I think is pretty obvious. Uh, I I just I I you guys need a guard, man. That's really what that's we need shooters. We, yeah. just, just straight up, we just we need yeah. we need Simmons and Embiid and and all shooters. So the rumors for Chris Paul then in that in based on what you just said would not be a good fit for the Sixers because they need shooters. Chris Paul is necessarily not really a shooter. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean I mean Chris Paul would would help facilitate, but yeah, I mean ideally a guard that can that can shoot, you know, off a off of a pick and roll with Embiid. Yeah. Pick and pop with Embiid would be would be great, but who knows, man. I mean, and it'll be interesting too to see to see how Doc Rivers manages the lineup um versus Brett Brown. Yeah. Um Yeah. You know, I don't think it can get much worse than it did towards the end of last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think because, you know, you'll start seeing guys like Shake Milton get more minutes and, um, you know, even Cork Maz getting more minutes. Just they just they just need guys that can make that can make shots like the Sixers. I still think play. they have a trade in them, though, dude. I still don't think it's over. I don't think this is the roster we're going to be looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a, and that's like it's almost become like the expected from the Sixers now every year. It's like when are they making their trade? You know, it's well, like, especially with Maury now. Maury, that's like that's what he does. Like he 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 never feels satisfied with his team. It feels like at least. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it'll be interesting, and then, so that's kind of nice too to have that coming up, and then you know the season only starts in like a little over a month yeah, December 22nd month. opening yeah, night I'm super excited for that thank god I, I'm these fucking weekdays with no sports to watch are driving me crazy like this is the this this uh, now I appreciate the sports calendar for what it was it's like a well-oiled machine like yep. don't get me wrong I love watching movies and tv but like I like sports watching a game is like my like escape it's like I can sit down I don't have to like I can either watch and only focus on that and just like 
zone out from the world for a little bit, or I can watch it. It's on the background while doing other stuff, which I love, which, you know, with a movie or television, you can't do that. You got to pay attention to what's going on with the plot and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just miss that, you know, like, like, and, and I, I, I never noticed it till now, like baseball ends right when basketball picks up and it's just like, oh my God, this is perfect. So yeah, those, it's a perfect the cycle. Then... sports I miss. That's why I'm like, dude, can we make Tuesday night football like an actual thing? Like, why did it only happen one time or twice? Like, why can't we, <laughs> can this be like an every week thing now? Because I need something to watch during the week. I know it's good. Now it's bad. And that was like, I was all excited. You know, remember like back in, uh. May or June, I think we recorded a podcast when they were like finally announcing like sports were starting to come back and like when they yeah. were starting. And we like all got, I, I was super excited. I was like, oh my God, you mean we're going to have baseball going on and basketball playoffs and hockey yeah. playoffs and football? But then it got here and like it was just almost like too much sports. And I was just like, I can't do this. I'm only watching football. <laughs> I was like, it's football Dude, it's, season. It's the reason why I have three TVs, TVs on my wall now in my living room <laughs> so that I can watch everything at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but now, but now it's 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 back to that feeling, and like I miss it now. It's like, god damn it! Like we had the sports overload, and I was like used to it at that point. I became accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Bobby, thank you for joining. Thanks for talking golf, talking Sixers. Um, good segue because me and Xavier are gonna be talking about the Warriors draft coming up right after this. What do you think the Warriors should do? You think we should trade it, or do you think we should keep it? If they get the right offer, I think they should trade it because I mean they're they're the Warriors. Their window's still open. I mean. Yeah, and I just think bringing in a rookie, it's hard. It's hard to. I mean, the rookie, they're not gonna. Whoever it is, they're not gonna have to make be like that impact player, like they would be. You know, yeah. This, if, this if draft generally, is pretty light. It's, diff, it's it's different because it's the Warriors, and you know, Steph and Clay are gonna be back. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, whoever they take is just gonna like fill a fill a need. It's not gonna be they're our franchise saving player. So, but I think but if I they can th- get a deal to to get. I mean, is there any? Who would you want in exchange for the pick? Like, what do you have a player in mind? I I'll get deeper into it in the uh, after after the break, but uh, uh, with Xavier. But I I I want them to to take a pick because I think whoever we take could be like a, a Tyler Hero type of guy. Like he's a young star who like makes a big impact for our team in in a specific role. But it's someone who we can build off in the future moving forward. Once Steph, you know, Steph's already starting to hit hit his decline. Luckily, his ceiling is so high because he's so fucking good that you don't really, it's not as noticeable. He's still one of the best players in the league, but he is starting to, to decline. And Clay's hitting his peak right now. So, like, by the time that both of their peaks kind of start to go down, same with Draymond. Draymond's kind of starting to decline a little bit, too. By the time both their peaks start to go down, you know, his, his peak start, or his, uh, ceiling starts to whatever he starts to get better and mm-hmm. he like kind of like it's like a transition where it's like okay Steph isn't the player he is so he kind of drops down to like our number two guy Clay becomes the you know the number one guy and then this new guy hopefully Anthony Edwards you know cross my fingers um becomes like you know the 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 complimentary piece to Clay and they kind of build the offense around that I don't know that that's just my theory I I would I would rather I would rather sacrifice like two championships in a row, two back-to-back championships and then 10 years of losing again. I would rather I would rather like either be in the running for a championship for the next 10 years than just win two championships and then suck for 10 years because 
as a spoken Warriors fan, like a true fan that's won three championships in the last six years. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you're if you're a Sixers fan, I'm taking those two championships in ten years of sucking. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Look, Bobby, I I I dealt with it for my entire life up until 2015. So don't even get me started. I'm still dealing with it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Every damn but you, year. Dude, whatever. You got the Eagles there in first place. Oh my god. We still can't we still can't get over. They still want Nick Foles back. And it's like, dude, he hasn't been here in, in three years, two years. And and look at what he's doing with the Bears. It's not they really suck. impressive. The Bears <laughs> suck. I'm not saying we're the greatest. Like, you know, we tied the Bengals, but like <laughs> we're not the No, Bears. dude, it's 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 one hundred percent like the, the who Carson Carson Wentz makes some pretty bad throws sometimes, but it's one hundred percent who he's throwing to. It's half the problem. He makes some awful throw. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want you to go any longer than you need to because the Eagles <laughs> piss me off just as much as the Sixers do. It's life as a Philly sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> we have a group text going, and and every week it's a love hate relationship for Bobby. He either says weekly reminder go Eagles, or he says weekly reminder fuck the Eagles. It's just an ongoing joke. All right, Bobby. Thanks again. Uh, Xavier is coming up, so stay tuned for that. Peace. I'm recording. Sweet. Are you recording with your mustache as well? <laughs> yeah, I'm recording with my mustache. How Can does one record hear? with the mustache? Can you hear the power that's coming off of my lips? So right. you've been growing your mustache for like a while now. When, like, Why did you start growing your mustache? Well, when the pandemic hit, I just stopped shaving. <laughs> and it was just, it got grotesque. So as I started to yeah. shave the beard off months later... I just kind of kept the mustache, and we'll come, you know. we'll come back to the mustache hour with Xavier Gomez and Chris Madrigal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I should we start a, lot. a third podcast with the mustache crew? <laughs> I mean, where we literally just talk about mustaches. At the same time, hour? do your listeners know that I didn't have a mustache before? I don't know. I mean, if they watch the YouTube channel, which our last our last um, NBA breakfast got a uh, like t- like thirty views on YouTube, so maybe they now yeah, maybe they fun. know now. Yeah, maybe it was because I had a mustache then too. Oh, maybe, maybe we're like, oh. maybe we're like dragging in like a a mustache type of like audience where they're just like really. Is that a sexual thing, or do you think it's more of like an appreciation? Whoa, for whoa. Just I think facial both men general? and women appreciate mustaches, so it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be though. But men and women could also be sexually attracted to mustaches. This there is are true. Yeah. Hey, have you ever heard this term called uh, lumber sexuals? No. Where, what is that? It's like, it's, well, it's two ways. It's people who are attracted to people who dress up like lumberjacks and also people <laughs> who like to dress up like lumberjacks in order to attract the opposite sex. You know? Oh, okay. Where did you, when the did you beards, learn that? And they wear the flannel shirts and they got boots and suspenders on and they're all like that hair, but they don't fucking chop wood. They when just did go you out learn like this? <laughs> when did you learn this phrase? So like, it went, hold know. on, to, before you answer that question. So you're telling me if I see one of these guys out at a bar and I start like, if I just like Wikipedia all night, some like lumberjack lingo, and I start asking him about it, they're going to have no idea what I'm talking about? I mean, he might not be aware of his status as a lumbersexual, but he is, you know? So I think like, that's... Well, if I start asking him like, hey, what's your favorite like Axe brand? He's just going to have uh-huh. no idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's like, what are you talking about, bro? And then if you're like, hey, why are you wearing... Why are you wearing all this lumberjack clothing? Are you a lumberjack? And you'll say, no, I cut hair at this corner shot. You know, say something like that, random. Yeah, and then he'll be, well, do you think he'll admit to being a lumbersexual? Hmm, I don't know. 
I mean, it's more of a term to describe people when we, that we notice. But I feel like, like if you're who are one of these people, you, as a group. But if you're one of these people, wouldn't you be like loud and proud about it? You know what I mean? Because like you're going out of your way to dress up this way in order to attract a certain type of sexual, uh, for lack of a better word, um, fetish that you uh-huh. have. So you would want it to be known because then if you find a girl who is also a lumbersexual, you you know you would want them to be like you know like. Oh, cool. Then let's go home tonight. Not just like ask you, yeah. not just be like, hey, you're a lumberjack. So let's just like talk about lumberjack shit. Um, I think unconsciously, yes. You know, but it's also yeah. like, is it women's fault that they just are validating all these men who dress up like lumberjacks and because by sleeping with them? It's a fantastic question. I got here because you said that people get attracted to mustaches. What would that be called? Like, mustache? No, mustasexual? No. Hmm. I don't know. Mustache sexual? Mustache, mustache. I mean, we could Google it if we really yeah. want to. Welcome I to guarantee you it's We're out asking there. the real questions here. Yeah, th- so this is supposed to be the M- NBA breakfast edition of this podcast, but we started <laughs> talking about mustaches. Well, because Xavier's been rocking this must. It's obviously Mo- Movember. We talked about it in the last segment with Bobby. I have a mustache going. He has a mustache. It's, if you are watching on the YouTube channel, you'll see my mustache. But Xavier's is just more glorious than my mustache. It just it's and it's because in. he's been growing his for several months. Yeah, you're just getting there, but it's still like Mr. Yeah. Potato Heady, and it's like you need that yeah, yeah. full lip. Yeah, you gonna get there though. Yeah, no, I will. I'll get there in like a week. Yeah, my, I, I my facial hair grows pretty intense. I'm Mexican, so it's pretty. Yeah, I went through a phase where I was just watching videos of like. Tom Selleck, you know, or people would just with crazy <laughs> mustaches because it like inspired me, even though I did yeah. nothing to help my hair grow faster. Can we just show? Can we just? Can we just show some appreciation for Tom Selleck real quick? He's been rocking that mustache for thirty plus years, mm-hmm. and it's still like he's on TV, and it's gotten him a long way. That stash has really just carried him through his career. Because let's be honest with you, he's not a great actor. He's pretty one-dimensional. I mean, but the dude, the dude's on Friday Night Television. I'll never say on, that. What's that? What's that show? Blue Bloods. He's still on that show, and he's still rocking the mustache. And he's got the perfect role. He's a cop. He's a police <laughs> chief. Who is the first person you think of, like professional-wise, that has a mustache? A police chief. Boom. Yeah. Tom yeah. Selleck. Well he's, played. He was born to play that role. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. See, I'm afraid that, like, once I finally shave it, because I'm told mm-hmm. myself I'm only gonna have it for as long as Corona is around. Which is um, gonna be for the rest of your life? I then? guess so. But I'm afraid that if I shave it, like I'm gonna catch a draft and my lip is gonna get cold and things aren't gonna be the same and I'll be compelled to have to grow back out. You know, Interesting. Am I, is this who I am now? I think I think so, man. I think this is like I think this could be like your look. Like I know, like yeah. I know you're not really big about like having one look. You constantly like to change up your like your look and your your style and your fashion. But yeah, like yeah, maybe the maybe the, the stash is the way to go for you. Like, well, how would maybe. you say that your how would you say that your like dating life has gone since you've had the stash? I mean, better or worse or about the same? Ladies love me. I got that mustache. I mean, it's not bad. Like, kind of the same. I'm not. I haven't heard a woman be like, "That's gross. You should shave it." Um, just more like, "Hey." I like your mustache, you know. Can't yeah, sit yeah. on it or some shit like that. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Should we talk about basketball now? Yeah, let's do it. Maybe we could save the mustache, the full mustache talk for like another episode because I, I definitely – I have more thoughts on this for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a lifestyle, you know. Uh, mustaches, you know. They're just power. Um. So really only one subject – on this week's NBA breakfast, um, NBA draft is next Wednesday. Warriors have the number two overall pick. 
a lot of speculation going around who's going to get what. Um, a lot of rumors about the the Warriors trading, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't really heard too many like legit trade rumors yet. They've been keeping it pretty under wraps, pretty quiet. Uh, the only one I really heard was like the Drew Holiday one, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I wanted to talk about this because I'm curious as to like what you think the best fit and what the best route for the Warriors would be with this pick. Do do you think that trading it is the best move, or do you think that taking one of these young guys and and if we do make this pick like who do we want to get what what areas do we want to address because and also one side note before we, we get into it we are the the salary cap has not moved this season it's 130 130 million and we are over that right now the lux, or sorry the luxury tax the salary cap is 109 luxury tax is 130 we are over that currently at 133 or something like that mm-hmm. so it's something to keep in mind but yeah so Where's your head out, Xavier? I mean, this is clearly, like, a ridiculous scenario where, like, a team who, you know, the last four or five years, top contenders, you know, really running the West Coast, and they have there's every reason for them to continue to do that next season, but now they randomly just have, like, a second overall pick yeah. to complement that team. It's pretty outrageous. And you want to say, like, oh, I got to capitalize that on that and get, like, some amazing all-star rookie mm-hmm. who's going to, like, help you be even more dominant for decades to come, for the next decade to come. <clears throat> but then, you know, it's, like, traditional ba- basketball, you know, the process. Like, oh, you know, you know, like, what – not what the proper thing should do, but the smart ba- uh, basketball thing to do would be to trade it away, in my opinion. But – Why? <clears throat> because you can get so much more for it, you know. But the, this year's draft is pretty like at the top at least. It's pretty like unimpressive, you know. There's no, there's no like franchise changing guys in this draft. Like exactly, a, but the the Warriors don't need a franchise changing guy, you know. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah, a good yeah, team, yeah. and yeah. like they might not be the number one team in the West anymore for the next couple of years, but they're gonna be contenders. I don't see them missing the playoffs, you know, very much. You know, so they don't, it's not like they need the number two overall pick. There's other teams that definitely do, and the Warriors are in a p- position to like really leverage that to get most anything they want. But what what do they want, right? That's the big mm-hmm. question. And how are they going to get it, and from whom? For me, it's kind of about like a cycle of of being successful. Like that's kind of what I I uh, for lack of a better word, kind of like what the Steelers are doing, kind of like what. Um, the the Spurs did for twenty years. It's like mm-hmm. the next guy up type of thing, and you want to keep like grooming these younger guys so that by the time your stars hit start their decline, these other guys are starting to hit their prime. So it's like a constant just arc of of success, and you're always going to have a competitive team. So the reality is that Steph Curry is on the decline in his in his prime. That's the thing that's pretty obvious. Like he's I don't think he's going to win any more MVPs. Maybe he does. Who knows. I think Clay Thompson is hitting his peak right now, hitting his prime, mm-hmm. um, and his decline is going to start pretty sh- pretty soon. Draymond Green, his decline already started. We saw it last season; he wasn't that great. Yes, he didn't have Steph or Clay, but you know, he might have been sandbagging a little bit. Maybe, maybe. So, the way I see it, this pick is kind of crucial because it kind of keeps that train moving, and you can start developing this guy. And 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 in in three years, he becomes like your number two number three option when 
when Steph is like declined more, when Draymond's declined more, and 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 you know, it's just like it's the constant like rotation of who your go-to guy is. Realistically, in three years, Steph isn't going to be our best player. It's probably going to be Clay because of just where they're at in their age and whatnot. So why not draft like an Anthony Edwards now, and then he kind of like builds and builds and builds and becomes that number two option, like your second best player on the team. Like it's just I don't know. That's just the way. It's kind of the way I'm I'm looking at it a little bit. I'd like rather be I'd rather I'd rather win one more championship and be good for 20 years than win three more championships and then suck after those three championships immediately for 20 years. Hmm. Yeah, I get that because it's good to root for like a winning team. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, and instill the hope at least and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but those championships they last forever, bro. <laughs> Well, I guess that like that Spurs legacy lasts forever too. But they won more than one championship over twenty years. They won five. We've won three. Yeah, we can get two more. I get that. I get that. All right, who else are you thinking other than Edwards? Well, I mean, James Wiseman's the other like. So I mean, okay, let's look at the mock draft. So ESPN, seven foot one. Wow. ESPN, yeah, ESPN has um, Lamelo Ball going number one to the Timberwolves. I don't get that one at all. I I don't know how much research you've done on Lamelo Ball, but it's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, that's something I didn't really pay too much attention to on account of I don't really want the Warriors to draft Lamelo Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like if if the Timberwolves want want him, like, hey, hat, go ahead, bro. Like, yeah, like have at it. That's your funeral. Um, the and then it has the Warriors draft. Well, I'm not James saying Ball. that Lamelo Ball won't be good. He's got a lot of in deficiencies in his game one he he's he plays selfish hero ball a lot and his decision making is fucking god awful like he'll pull up on like a 45 footer out of nowhere just for no reason just to do it just to try and flex and he'll miss and you're just kind of like dude what is the deal with your shot selection his vision of the court is great and the way the way he sees it and the uh, but he doesn't with someone who has such good vision you would think that they would like try to get their teammates involved more, but he doesn't. He plays selfish basketball and he doesn't get his teammates involved. He just he's immature, he has bad decision making, and his shot is terrible. His shot is just as bad as his fucking as his brother's is. And and remember <laughs> yeah. remember remember like every, that was a big like issue that everybody th- like kind of pointed out when uh when he first came to the league and they're like, Oh no, he'll figure it out. He'll 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 work on it and he'll 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 get better. Yeah, well he didn't do that. He didn't work yeah. on it and he didn't get better and I mean, he gets, and he on top of that, you got to, and on top of that, you got to deal with Lamar. Like, like everything about him just doesn't sound like it's worth it to me. Yep, hundred percent, one hundred percent, totally get that. So, so ESPN has us taking James Wiseman, center out of Memphis, which is the guy who we've been kind of promoting for a whole year. I I really like him. Yeah. He kind of plays basketball like a small forward. He can dribble. He can create his own shot within fifteen feet. He's got a nice little mid range, a nice little pull up. If he can develop a three-point shoot shot, he'd be very dangerous. He's a good rim protector. He's got insane length. Um, not much power, though. And then he, they have Anthony Edwards going to Hornet. Anthony Edwards is a guard out of Georgia, six foot five, 225 pounds of just straight muscle. This guy's a truck. He's pretty much like he's pretty much like uh, Andre Iguodala, but a better offensive player. He looks like a wide <laughs> receiver. That dude's yeah. big. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. He's very talented, and he's – not necessarily a finished product, but you know he's almost a guarantee that he's going to be a a contributor to your team. And he his ceiling is higher, um, but his floor is is also better than the other guys. All right, and then so then about, hold on, and oh, then okay. Ke- Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer 
has Anthony Edwards going one to Minnesota and then us taking James Wiseman at two. Yeah, Edwards is solid. I don't know why he's not the number one pick, and I really agree with that. He's yeah. solid. He's really fucking good. I yeah, mean, that like, guy's good. And, and and there's so much more that you can add to his game. Like, he doesn't have any, like, major holes to where, like, everything mm-hmm. can improve if he works with the right guys, which I think he would slide in perfectly with our veteran leadership in Steph and Clay. And he could make him into, like, this insane, outstanding player and in three years be, like, a Jamal Murray or something Exactly. Like that. And he won't get those minutes where people are going to count on him too much, but he could definitely add, uh, you know, to us, you know, yeah. the minutes he does get, eventually, like, taking the pressure off everybody else. Yeah. yeah I, I really like him. Uh, this is other guy that I like and I, I want to talk to you about. His name is Onyeka Okongwu. Have you heard of yeah, him? Yeah, from USC. from USC. Yeah, one and done guy, averaged 16 points. I don't know, big dude, smart. Pretty young. He's fucking yoked too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a he's big from guy. California. I don't know. I like him. I like a lot of Pac-12 people though. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's somebody who I thought if the Warriors decided to like trade a pick for like a later pick, that he might they might scoop him up late in the later um, in the later in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Onyeka Onkongwu. Solid um, dude. So I'm uh I've been hearing a lot about this dude named Killian Hayes. He was he played in Europe last year. Mm-hmm. Um he's a point guard. Um I don't think he would fit with the Warriors at all. Um you would have to slide everybody up, which is fine. Like those small ball teams are working. Look at like look at like what the uh I mean that's kind of what the trend in the NBA is. But like look at like the Spurs with Derek White, Javante Murray, um and um and DeMar DeRozan, like they kind of make those three guards work. It would kind of be a similar situation, but what's this guy's he's name? Killian Hayes. Killian. He he's super ball dominant, which is mm. not a world that I want to live in, especially with how good of a passer and how good Steph Curry sees the floor. Like mm-hmm. I don't want the ball out of Steph's hands too much. Um, I'd rather find guys that can create their own shot off ball, and and you know Draymond can also facilitate to them and too but he's supposed to be really good kevin o'connor has him number one in his big board um really yeah he like above all these guys that we named um i just hate when foreigners oh no he's not foreign though he's from he's not foreign but he played he played last year he did like the rj hampton he played overseas uh going to college is rj hampton's in this draft right he is he is um he's a little bit farther down um if they traded back so that that's kind of I wouldn't mind them trading back as long as they get yeah. to keep, a, like a, a first round pick. Depends they who trade they trade with, you know, somewhere like yeah, in the middle of the pack maybe, because they might get something good out of it and get a solid first round pick. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. this this draft is so mid, I would say, you know, that like a first like guy who's like in the first couple of picks might be as good as somebody who's like the sixteenth or the twenty first. Like if they were to trade back to five with Cleveland and get Denny Avdia instead uh-huh. of instead of. Uh, Edwards or something like that. Denny Abia would be would be a great addition to our team. He can play that small forward spot that we've been looking for. You could slide Andrew Wiggins up to up to power forward or play a little bit smaller. And Denny Abia is a great defender. He would help us out tremendously yeah, with the loss of with the loss of What's, Andre Iguodala. He's a, he would be the first drafted um, Israeli. Really? Jewish guy in the league. What's up? Nice. Hey, hey shout right. out to Jackson. Shout out to my homies. What's up? <laughs> keep for the just Jewish had to throw that in there, there. Huh? yeah for the Jewish people um, and then like also like if you were to trade back to like 9 at DC or like or 10 
with Phoenix and and get uh and get like Obi Toppin. Uh-huh. Obi Toppin, he he's probably the most f- established product in the draft this year. Like he's gonna instantly be an impact on a team this season somewhere, somewhere. He's just like he he his style of play is very pro style game. He definitely it's a very low floor or high floor with him. You know what I mean? You know what you're going to get out of him, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm willing to settle. That's kind of like what my point was at the beginning of this podcast. Like I would rather get someone who's like going to contribute for the long term, not just right now. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not one of the big three warriors. If he's, he's one of these guys that's way farther outside. I'd say, I think a, Denny Avdia is higher ranked than he is. Yeah, on their yeah. short list, and I like Denny. I think he'd be kind of solid, and the Warriors seem to really like him. Yeah, they worked him out the other day, and they were they were big fans of his. Yeah. So, what are you leaning towards then? Wiseman. Yeah. I think Edward should go first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have no idea why Lamelo would go first. That's insane. Yeah, I'd be shocked if Edwards didn't I'd, go first. Yeah, I'd be shocked if Lamelo went first. Yeah. But I mean, he cried really great in Lithuania. So, <laughs> have you ever watched a Lithuanian basketball game? No, that sounds. It's actually awful. not so bad. It's like, it's whatever you know. But like, you've watched it before? It. Yeah, of course I did. I'd check it out. I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe they're doing something out there in Lithuania. We don't know. Like, yeah. like they just like, like you know how the Euro step like it's like a move we stole. Like, do they have other moves out there we just don't do? You know. <laughs> Like they do a dunk where they like you know hang off the back, but something stupid. I don't even, can't even think of this stuff. <laughs> but they can in Lithuania. The crazy thing about uh, this is a good point. The crazy thing about uh, like if if for some reason Minnesota took Lamelo number one, like they already have a point guard, bro. Like they are D'Angelo Russell. Like they already have a point guard. Why would you want to get another one? Why not get a guy a shooting guard who can slide in right next to D'Angelo? And play off him. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. I think it's Wiseman all the way. I think no matter where we go, I th- it's going to be Wiseman. But I would love Anthony Edwards, bro. I would fucking yeah. love it. Also, like, going back to, like, trading, if they wanted to trade the pick, mm. um, I don't really know what's on the board for the Warriors. Like, what what are they What do they really need? Like, more bench? Is that, like, is that something they want to pick up? I don't know. They like, don't really to... have a starting center right now, though. That's the yeah. thing. So Wiseman kind of solves that that problem. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, Warriors, ha- Warriors can always piece together a center. That was yeah. never the problem. And I don't see many of their plans not including Wiggins. I think he's a big part of their, their scheme for next year. I would assume if there is a trade with two, that Wiggins is involved in that trade somehow. Because they definitely want to get off that contract, too. Yeah. But I think that he's somebody that I think they're gonna want to sit on until like trade deadline, you know. Hmm. But if you're a team, if you're like uh, Cleveland calling about this number two pick, I mean, if you're Bob Myers, you're probably like, well, if you throw in, if you throw in uh, this guy, then I'll I'll give you Wiggins, and you can you can deal with that bullshit. I don't know. I mean. I just I don't see a route where this number two pick isn't packaged with Wiggins. Yeah, but I, c- I could also see that Warriors like will have all these big hopes and then an injury can happen. So I could see Bob Myers trying to think of some sort of backup plan to yeah. probably keep a playoff team contingent yeah. just in case the worst happens. But I don't know. These guys had a lot of rest. 
So I do want to talk really quick about a later, uh, a second round kind of pick. Okay. A guy I'm super high on, Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon, and and kind of Cassius Winston out of Michigan State, but Peyton Pritchard in particular. This guy is so. The only reason why he's um, getting a bad rep and being put into like a second round mm-hmm. um, uh, tier is because he played four years in college and he's 22 years old and he's not 19. So he's like more of an established product. So he's just so older. What? That's the only reason why. Yeah, but exactly that. I don't get it either. Like, like he's going to be, I think that he's going to be one of those guys like a Tyler hero who's going to get drafted later on in this draft and immediately be an impact player for a team somewhere. The guy can shoot from literally anywhere on the court, including half court. He has amazing vision for the court. He or on the floor. He can see any fucking play that comes. He like he he set up his teammates for fucking uh pick and rolls like left and right. He was so good for Orkin last year. Um he um is a great leader. He has stepped up in big moments. He's made those big shots. He, I mean, his he's a he's a point guard, so his dribbling's obviously really good. He he's gonna he's gonna impact some team out there, and I would love for the Warriors to get him. He would be a great six man for us, I think, and like really like like lead the second mm-hmm. unit. Those young guys like uh, um, Damian Lee and and uh, uh, what's his face, um, the guy from Michigan, the shooting guard um, with the dreads. Totally blanking on his name. Oh, no Jordan Pool. Jordan Pool. Jordan Pool. Yeah, I think that he could really be an impact. And if the war, if he's there with the Warriors' second round pick, what I think, which I think is like the middle of the second round, like they sh- they one hundred percent should draft him. He's like a huge impact player, and he could what's be his like name? a what's his, what's Peyton, his Pritchard? Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard from okay. Oregon. He's a white dude. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he can Definitely be. A white uh, dude. He can be uh, a a fantastic player for the Warriors uh, off the bench and potentially for the future. Um, yeah, I want them to pick him. He, they probably won't, but he would be great. And yeah, a lot of people I, agree with that about him. A lot of people are like kind of stunned that he's being pushed for the second round. They think he's like a late first round guy because he's going to be an immediate impact. I mean, shooters out here. Is, that's I mean, you got you got to have shooters out there. Yeah, a lot of people say that he's going to go to Sacramento. Interesting with De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Man, all right, I, guess, I mean, I, I just, if Anthony Edwards don't go first. But you know, I'd be okay with either one of them if they got Wiseman or Edwards. That's the thing. If Edwards doesn't go first, then you got to take him, right? Yeah, that second pick is so huge. I just mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, no, they got to take it. They got to do the pick. They're gonna get somebody sick because it's like it's just so unreal that they have a sick pick. I mean, and would I bet- you would, if they traded the pick and Aaron and uh, Andrew Wiggins for Drew Holiday? Like, how would you feel about that? No. I think I'd rather have the pick, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I like Drew Holiday a lot, but I think I I'd like, just rather have the pick. I like Drew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If it was Oklahoma City, I'd say trade him away because they could do deals like nobody else. But Yeah. Yeah. Nah, not, but, just not I don't know what I don't know. you I don't know what you get from OKC. Steven Adams? Like not, I wouldn't want Steven Adams. You you give him give the second round pick. So it's the number two pick to Houston. You get Russ, Russell Westbrook. Oh God, that sounds make him play awful. center. It'd <laughs> 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 be insane. He'd hate it, but he'd be like, "What are you? What are you gonna do, bro? You have to, you have to figure <laughs> it out. Right? You gotta figure it out." <laughs> he could do um, it. You don't think he could do it? 
No, absolutely not. Absolutely I, not. I'm he would hate it. He would just so he would not play. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I think that'll do it for this little short NBA breakfast. Um, so we all we both agree. If Edwards is there, take Edwards. But if not, it's probably Wiseman. Yeah. If they draft Lamelo, I'm gonna throw something against my wall. I'm Dude, be they'll so never pissed. draft Lamelo. Nobody's that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's to looking at you, Minnesota Timberwolves. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, Xavier. Appreciate it again. Um, we'll talk after the draft. Yeah. Deuces. Nice stash, bro. Keep nice stash. stash. We got to do stash updates every once in a while. We we'll text talk. each other pictures. Stash um, talk. We got to just update each other on how our stashes are going. Yeah. Who's going to say it? Mm-hmm. Four. Five, Five, six, six, six seven, eight, 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 eight nine, nine, ten, ten eleven, twelve. Welcome back. Five dollar picks. Seven. Week. Wait, what week is this? Uh, yeah. Ten. Week ten. Ten. Week ten. We have a special guest joining us for this week's picks. Um, he just joined me in the last segment for NBA. Xavier Gomez is back. He's doing. Ah! He's gonna do the NFL. He's gonna do the NFL picks with us. I'm back. Baby. Bradfield, Jay Mansker, back as well as again. Again. Um, we skipped last week, um, picks because, uh, well, hell, we had a, an election going on, huh? Yeah. A very tense election. There's a lot going Our, on. We had a very uh, interesting group chat between me, Brad and Jay. Um, it went very dark Tuesday night, very cynical. And then in 24 hours, just dramatic 180 to very positive, very happy, very, uh, well, it was yeah. mostly Brad. It, it, it was, was mostly Brad. It was like chicken. This guy was falling with Brad. He, he was. He, he... Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, he came out early, man. He came out in the first quarter. Dude, he was like, it was like. The writing's on the wall, guys. Which is the what they've been saying the for weeks, right? They said that that's what was going to happen. It was like the tight. It was like the AC Championship game last year when the Titans came out and were just putting it to the Chiefs. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, Mahomes came out of nowhere in the fourth quarter. Mahomes was like, like mail-in ballots. Oh, my God. That would be a great, like, uh, what is it, GIF? I'm, I'm old. Uh, it, it was like hit him, but just it, the, yeah. the the ball you put mail in ballots over the football and have that. that, that. Yeah, exactly. Tyreek. Yeah, got it. Yeah. No, guys, no, that's a good one. guys. A good the one. best one still is DK chasing down. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Buddha Baker, but with Biden <laughs> and Trump's. Yeah, that's oh, a, that, yeah, that dude, was great. That one was fucking so great. good. I I think the funniest moment of that group text that night was when all the Midwestern states kind of started to go red, and we're all just like freaking out, and you guys were like. God, the fucking Midwest, blah blah blah. This is just how they are. It's a bunch of just terrible people. Just only in the only in the cities. It's like it's like. Well, uh, they know I'm any Midwesterners living out there. I'm a, anybody yeah, from the Midwest. I'm, I'm, I did not. Say I'm that. a Midwesterner. No, I did talk some shit about Michigan, but I'm from Michigan, so I could talk shit about Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Jay was like, Jay was like, in Minnesota, we, we know do. what's up. We, That's right. We hey, were blue. The longest blah, running blue and state. Then, and in then the a day union. later, pretty much all the Midwestern. A day later, pretty much all the Midwestern states except for Ohio went blue. It's just like. You guys gave them. Nice. You guys just your patience was just not there that night. I mean, how surprised were you when you saw Arizona go blue? I actually heard. They I still haven't called no, it. They haven't called right? it yet, technically. No, I um, I actually was hearing yeah. that that yeah. that was you know a, a really good possibility over there, mainly because of the idiot bashing McCain. Like, I don't know what good that did him to do it. Like, you know, why would you? Like, what political sense did that ever make? Yeah, like what? Poli- it doesn't. They didn't gain John any McCain. points with anyone to yeah. bash him. So. Yeah, 
And he like, like once you die, this like card blunt. All this reverence around him. Well, know? he was like, bashing McCain for like years. That's what. Not, not that I was ever on. Not that I was ever on. I like Trump, but he was kind of funny. Like when pre two thousand sixteen, he was kind of funny. He's like, oh, this is a joke. He's gonna run. And then when he started talking about how he doesn't with McCain, he's yeah, he doesn't like shady, his viewers dude. to be caught. That's mm-hmm. what got me. I don't know. I, I've been a big McCain yeah. fan ever since he uh, voted no on repealing Obamacare. So, uh, so Trump can go fuck himself. All right, let's talk some football. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you guys, should we update the standings? <laughs> oh yeah, let's do that. Let's tell the world. Yeah, of course, Brad wants to. Let's do tell that. the world Brad what's going wants on. To do that. So last week, um, well done, Brad. I will give you it. You know, you you decided to go against the grain on a lot, or two weeks ago, against the grain on a lot of these picks. So you picked up some wins. Brad right now is currently at four dollars. Uh, in second place is myself with three dollars. And Jay, I don't know what happened to you last week, Jay. Dude, you we were all tied up, and you literally gained no ground. You're still sitting put at two bucks. Well, I was I was trying to be that's honestly what it was when uh they'll see what happens this week. No research, man. Look at the other weeks when I do research. Look what happens when I'm just like whatever. Because you know what it is, man. I just I pick who I want to win. I think I, I do. Yeah. I think I do fall victim to that sometimes. It's like and, I, and I'll convince myself. It's like I, my my lawyering screws myself right because I'll I'll want a team to win and I'll want to be right or I'll want to pick the upset and then I'll I'll rationalize my brain. Did you say lawyers just screw everybody, in, in, including uh, themselves? <laughs> no, like no, that sounds like what he said. No, actually, Can I get a recap? no. See that that no. See that's what uh, the 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 lamestream media would would have you think. But uh, suffice yeah, we're, to we're say, the independent media. A very so a very small different. percentage. No, uh, so suffice it to say, a very, very small percentage of lawyers are, are, are what you would see depicted as, you know, being the kinds that would be shady, man. I'm a business maker. We Jay, make, had we you make not picked happen. the spread on the Steelers-Ravens game, you would be down to zero bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to All right, well, 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 I'm down to picks. two bucks. Can I get a recap? Yeah, so last week, Jay took Oklahoma State over Oklahoma, or no, over Texas, which we all lost that one. Texas won that game. He took Ohio State over Penn State, which was a pretty easy. Um, he took the Lions over the Colts, and the Colts won. Um, that was, he took, yeah, he I was took, picking. Oh, man. He Brad took, took Ram- that one, he too. Did, he did. We all, yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. Um, he took the Rams over the Dolphins, which uh, me and him both just fucked up on that one. I, I went on a ten. I went on a five minute rant of why the Dolphins are going to win. And then you too. picked the Rams. And then I still yeah, took I the Dolph- Dolphins are sexy, man. Yeah. And then yeah, we and then cute. we all picked the Steelers, which he but he took the spread on that one, so he got an extra point. Um, mm-hmm. That's what saved him. So I mean, really, I just yeah, it was the I lost that the Lions one, and then really, so really the only one, yeah, and then uh, me and Brad. Lost so Xavier, Lions let one. me explain this to you because I think I for, I didn't I forgot to tell you this. So we have the five <laughs> I, we have the five games, and I gave you the spreads for the games, but you don't have to pick the spread for every game. You can pick the spread for one game, and if you guess the spread and the pick right. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't really matter. But if you guess the spread and the pick right, you get two dollars as opposed to just the one. Okay. But if you only guess one right, let's say you guess. Well, obviously, let's say you only guess the win and you don't guess the spread right, then you don't get. You lose out. You don't get any any points for that. So you have to guess wow. them both together. So you have to be kind of strategic with your spread with your spread that you pick. Which, I mean, if you pick an upset, and I only I get one spread. spread. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Week one, or first game, college football. Number 13, Wisconsin at your guys' 
Michigan Wolverines. Oh. Wisconsin is favored by four and a half points. Not my Wolverines. You're wearing a fucking Michigan sweatshirt right now. Okay? <laughs> All right, you can start talk. it off then. Don't want to do it. You can start it off. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this game. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in... You and uh, Brad were dogging Wisconsin look, all, like, pre, pre I, I never dogged Wisconsin. No, I yes, was... Yes, you guys were. You guys were saying that your guys' division... Or your guys' yeah, division of the that's conference not, is yes, whack. I stand by that. We're not dogging Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the only good team in that division. Maybe Iowa. You were saying that it was only Michigan, and Wisconsin was not that good. They're in different divisions. No, we were saying that that's all that comes yeah. out of that conference. Wisconsin, mm. Wisconsin's that's mainly Wisconsin's we, no, division. I'll, I'll fully admit that I generally would say Michigan's a better team than Wisconsin. I, I did, and this year I don't think they are. You know, but that doesn't change. I, I generally, as a general matter, I would say that you know, uh, what is it? The East and West now, right? The the Western Conference is the or the Eastern Conference is the more dominant conference. I don't think that anybody's really going to question that this year. All right, so who are you picking? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. Just no one. You don't want to pick anyone on this one. Has Wisconsin practice? Because right? well, Wisconsin, right? Well, the, well that's Why what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Even, I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even think that. Well, because this is an interesting yeah. game, right? Like, I didn't even think Wisconsin was going to play. Like, could come back with a program, and now that they are, so they haven't been practicing. Michigan's been practicing, but I think practicing's been hurting yeah. them. So uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think. But, Did you just say practice uh, has know, been hurting me them? Once, <laughs> yeah, I think they've been worse, man. Like you know, like every week they're just like, Wah! you know, like. It took I, I don't me a second to pick that doing. up too. I was like, wait, what? What did he just say? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm I'm not so sure. I think maybe they need to get some COVID over there so they can take a break. <laughs> oh um, my god! Or, or like, or Har- 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 Harbaugh needs to get COVID so he can go take Xavier's a break. Xavier's eyes just like went very wide after cases are surging, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, afraid right. to leave my house again. No, and then you got Don Brown who doesn't know what the hell he. I don't even know. Think he the dude needs to Don take his geritol, dude. He doesn't even know. Where, he doesn't even know where he's at, dude. He has no idea how to use a defense. He has dude. no idea how to scheme. He's like his corners are just getting blasted off. Like that's the formula. Literally, everybody went. Oh, everybody sees after they it. Watched Michigan State, just launch them. Just launch. Just they don't care. They're either gonna uh, get a flag thrown on them or get burned. Like it's it's it's. Oh my god. The formula is there to just destroy him, and Don Brown is not capable enough to 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 scheme against it to make up for his gaps. Uh, I don't think. I think Wisconsin. Yeah, after not playing, after having COVID, and it's still going to come in and beat. And, and is that is that Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, right? it's, it's at, at Michigan. Michigan, which doesn't even yeah, matter. I think they're I mean, going to come in. And debate. Wisconsin's still yeah. favored by four, four and a half points. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely Wisconsin. Jay, no, go ahead, Brad. Are you taking? No, who are you taking? You taking Wisconsin? You taking Wisconsin? Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin. All right, Brad. So uh, you were very upset that I picked this game. Would you have preferred that I pick a Pac-12 game? I wasn't upset. I mean, at this point, the, maybe the dude. notorious Pac-12 hater. Would you oh rather me God, have picked dude. Oregon? I might at jump. Washington dude, I might State? jump on the SC bandwagon. I might do this, man. <laughs> At least I might be able to enjoy maybe five games out of this Pac-12. This is this is ridiculous, dude. All right, here's the thing, dude. The the Indiana loss, or I'm sorry, the the yeah, when we lost into Michigan, lost to Indiana last week. I can mm-hmm. understand that. Indiana's a good team, dude. Indiana can hang with anybody. I would be really interested to see what Indiana does against maybe not Alabama, um, but I mean, obviously we saw it happen to Clemson, and then with like Notre Dame or like you put Indiana's you put, ranked now, dude. I want to see Indiana play Notre Dame. Like their offense is legit, yeah, dude. Like yeah. I think, like it's insane, man. Like they haven't been good since um, who was it? Like Randall L was there. Like it's insane. Anyway, well, their offense has always been pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, but their defense is stepping out, which is huge. So whatever. Okay, cool. I can take that Indiana loss, right? But this fucking Michigan Indiana, State loss. Do... No, dude. Like that is just unforgivable, dude. 
absolutely unforgettable. I can't. I, I don't even want to talk about it. You're absolutely right, Jay. I don't even think it's so much Harbaugh. It's dude like Don Brown is just getting burnt and smoked, dude. Um, Urban Meyer exposed that defense two years ago when th- when they put up like 65 points against us when we were ranked like number four. Remember that? We're ranked, like, Michigan's ranked like number four, and we we're going to make the playoff everything. And all of a sudden, Ohio State hangs up 65 on us because Urban Meyer figured out crossing routes against Don Brown's defense, and everybody's mm-hmm. doing it now. Like it, yeah. it needs to stop. Uh, and hitch and goes. Yeah, dude. Um, so, anyways, dude, fuck it, whatever, man. Let Michigan just blow everything this freaking year, and we'll get rid of a whole new coaching staff, and maybe we'll get past this whole like Michigan man thing, right? They're never gonna get rid of Harbaugh. Like bro. this Michigan, we need a Michigan man. Whatever, they'll do it. Uh, I'm still taking him this game because why not? You're taking Michigan. <laughs> yeah, in this let's game? do it. Good, um, I knew he was going to, and I wanted to pick against him to catch back up. <laughs> let's yeah. do it, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, Wisconsin hasn't practiced. Uh, I mean, they're still, practice. They're still, we talk about practice. Practice. They got to be on their third. That's play. a good thing, according yeah, dude, to Jay. Yeah. We're talking about either. practice. We're talking about practice. Um. So yeah, whatever. Do you give me Michigan? Let's talk. I'm, I'm getting ready to talk some NFL after Xavier gives his pick here. All right, Xavier, as our celebrity prognosticator, uh, where, where are you dirty, going? Where are you going? I know you're bucks? not. Is that a, what that means? What? Prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, he, if I if I can make it all the way to the middle finger, <laughs> you got to go in. Bro. You <laughs> If, uh, I know you're not um, a big college football fan, but you got to make some pick here. Uh, I'm going to say Wisconsin, and I don't think Michigan's going to stand a chance. I think this game's going to be decided in the first half. Can I, can I take first bet, first <laughs> uh, first half odds? Um, no, you I'm can, kidding, but I'm it kidding. doesn't count for anything. <laughs> um, all right, I'm taking Michigan just to go. For the notoriety and respect, I'm going to take it. They'll be up two touchdowns by the end of the first half. I'm, actually, I'm going to take Wisconsin just to see if we can prove uh, Jay's theory about <laughs> you don't need to practice. No, 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 um, no. The theory and, was is that the coaching win, staff is proved. making them worse. So Michigan specifically, not not other people, I'm saying that you know Michigan specifically, they've been practicing and getting mm-hmm. worse, and so I think the coaching staff is making them worse. All right, cool. Um, all right, let's shout out. Jim so we're only doing one college <laughs> game this week because the other games suck. The only the get the games that were good were postponed, so it's just not worth the time. So NFL, Chargers at Dolphins. Miami is a one and a half point favorite at the moment. That is the most updated line I checked right before we came on. Oh, wow. um, Jay, what's up? Um, so Chargers, dude, I'm liking the Dolphins. Wait, who's the two is still starting? See, that's actually what scares me, honestly, the most about the Dolphins is because their defense. I feel like I don't, you know, maybe it's I haven't seen the numbers and I haven't ran them right, but like I feel like they've been playing really well. You're the stack guy. You haven't seen the numbers. Well, You're the I stack apologize. guy. Jay, okay, well, look, the they're, okay. So here you go. Well, they're only allowing. So well, okay, James I have some stats. All right. So well, Miami, they're only allowing. He's so defensive now. It's like it's because yeah. it's his title. So, well, they're only allowing about twenty stats. points a game, right? right which is pretty damn good in the NFL. <laughs> um, and then rushing yards a game, but they're allowing one thirty-one, which is not that great. That's been not kind of their Achilles' heel, right? You can just run all over, but they're they're, they're allowing less than three hundred yards passing. But they're giving up a lot of yards per game, uh, and same with Chargers. But what they're not doing is allowing people to score on them, and so that's been that's been kind of key with them. Uh, now, as far as their their offense, it's just been dismal. Their rushing game is non-existent, and and Tua, I don't think he's 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 ready, right? I think they're a better team with Fitz in, and so that's why this this matchup kind of scares me. Despite the Chargers, you know, they're despite the Chargers' record, right? I don't think the Chargers' record reflects the talent that's on that team. 
Uh, you know, you got a young quarterback in uh, Herbert, right? Uh, and I, I think their running game needs to get figured out. I think injuries, you know, I don't know if it has to do with just with COVID being in the air, but um, I don't, you know, I don't trust that offense either. So you have two young rookie quarterbacks, two crappy run games. And I don't, I don't think the Chargers defense is especially good either. They're, they're allowing 27 points. So they're the, the Chargers have a worse defense. I, you know, I instinctually, I want to go with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the, the record says it, you know, the, the, the spread says it, the stats say it. I, I feel, you know, the only, the only X factor is, is like, who's going to do better Tua or, or Herbert. And I, I don't. Again, preview, a preview of the future right here, honestly, two young quarterbacks. I, I wasn't laughing at UJ. Nothing about what you were saying. I was laughing at just Brad's visible, just, just disgust the entire time for everything that you were saying. You got to put me in on this, so, dude. This is ridiculous. So Brad, so I clearly you disagree with him. All right, let me clearly tell you, Jay. Let me tell you, Jay. I'm going to Stephen A. Smith. Here we go. <laughs> well, tell him. All right, tell him. Let me tell you something, Mister Jonathan Mansker. Okay. Oh. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Uh, all right, dude. Hold on. Obviously, Ooh. you haven't been watching football this year, man. All right, let's get let's get to it, dude. That Dolphins D, that Dolphins oh. D is nasty. I understand you just gave us a bunch of stats. They're allowing four hundred um, yards a game. Good. I'm not gonna go against it. I mean, that's that's fine. And he just pulled the, he just pulled those stats. He just pulled those stats. And that's fine. Out of I'm not, you know, I'm on not, the, Johnny on the spot with the stats. Literally out of right. his ass. <laughs> right. And so I said go on the eye you? test, I said they go were good. You? Okay. I'm just uh, oh, the eye test. Hold on, Joe. You got to talk. It's my turn now. You got to talk. It's my turn now. No. Hold it to him. Hold it to him. All right. Um. Defense, yeah, like, uh, they passed the eye test, right? Like, the defense looks good. Um, they're probably giving up a lot. I, uh, where, where I started, you, I started itching to get in this conversation here, and you got me is you talking about how there's two rookie quarterbacks, and you don't know what's going on with them, right? Justin Herbert is probably going to be uh, offensive rookie of the year, I think, over Joe Burrow, right? 2,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. Killing it. Tua Bailoa. Obviously, he's only played two games. The first game, they didn't really do a lot. He only threw for like ninety yards. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't want to do a lot with him, right? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Excuse me. Why did you develop a New York accent? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, what is, what, you're very intense right now. I like it, and it's I respect it. Uh, anyways, last week going against Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray. Even though you know I'm a huge Seahawks fan and Russ is my guy, I think Kyler Murray is the dark horse for MVP this year. Kyler Murray is tearing it up, and Tua gave it yep. to him. Yeah. Gave it to him, beat beat him, beat him, Absolutely beat him at right. his own game. What's big about Tua is the le- like nobody wants to talk about him being left-handed. When they run that play action out to the left, it screws the defense's mind so much that little bit of an inch, like defenses don't know how to play it. The ball comes out a little bit differently, man. I'm telling you, when he gets moving, he's good, dude. It don't even look no, right. and like the reads he's making, he's his anticipation of knowing where the receivers are going to be. He's light years beyond a rookie. I mean. That's a little. That's a little hype, but so yeah. Like, so I think this is. I think this is a premier matchup between these two. Yeah, right after the bye. When, when did when did they switch? Uh, Fitzpatrick. Well, no, I think he's fine. No, I think. I think. I mean, first off, no. Let's get straight. Yeah, this first game, two had like a hundred yards, man. Like, it's the beard. It's because they both have beards. No, no, he's got a beard. What you're saying is exactly what I said about him. I said that they're going to use what he is. He's a left-handed guy. I said exactly they're going to play action. They're going to roll him out of the pocket. It was about the Rams game, right? Get him away from Aaron Donald, which is exactly what they did. They used him as serviceable, right? They they 
to minimize his risk and they're slowly adding a little bit more on his plate. And I think he's going to do good, but I'm not ready to crown this kid. It's still an unknown, right? He's a rookie quarterback. What third game? I'm not ready to just be like, yeah. And then Justin Herbert, sure. He's been doing good, but the guy's QBR is only 71.3. Like it's not, it, it's a good QBR, but it's not like he's lights out for a rookie. Yeah, sure. I, I never where did I say he I said, I don't I trust him. Now, I, think that I still don't. Tr- it's not enough. Dude, the, he's correct. not pulling out wins. He's They're not winning. Yeah, he never said he's not, not a good quarterback. He's not a quarterback. He's, he's, he's doing not, what he can, right. dude. Not. I'm not ready to crown this. Look, I, look, he's doing really good. And I take, I, I do, he's, he's doing I do appreciate what you said. And I feel like I did maybe not give him credit where credit's due. That being said, I still don't think I have enough confidence in Justin Herbert to sit there and be like, yeah, he's going to carry that team to a win over the Dolphins. And the defense is largely where I'm kind of relying on this, yeah. Right, and right, and right, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that either. The two rookie quarterbacks. What I'm saying is that when with your comments of just looking at oh, two rookie well, quarterbacks, like we don't know, like it's, well, I didn't. Okay, I didn't mean that. Kind of I had nothing about like a good rookie, watch. It'd be a fun one. Like, There's rookie quarterbacks are the best like, to watch, but to yeah, me, like it would be a good watch. I don't know. Yeah, the, to me, it's the two rookie quarterbacks, or it's kind of a wash in that they're just yeah. two rookie quarterbacks. Right, you don't know what you're going to get. They're both they're both really talented athletes. For me, it was exactly to your first point, though, right? Is that Dolphins defense, and that's what I was saying. I said the Chargers defense is allowing 27 points a game versus the Dolphins 20 points a game. The Dolphins, and and the first thing I said too is, despite allowing the 400 yards, you know they have passed that eye test, right? Watching them, it's like, and, and I don't know if I'm being fooled. But like they seem like they have a really good defense, and so and so that's kind of where I was at with that. Like, hey, you got two rookie quarterbacks. I'm not ready to just like put it on their shoulders, especially when you know. So at that point, I'm looking at the defenses, and I think the Dolphins' defense is going to win the day. Yeah, dude, now he's going to rock the Dolphins' defense. I think I'm going to look like an asshole. At least Justin Herbert has has put games on his shoulders this year, and (laughs) it hasn't come out. So, Brad, you're taking the Chargers? No, I'm taking the Dolphins. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, then, well, then what um, the I fuck like are Herbert we arguing about? What? This is, this but he just had a lot of bad matchups, and I think uh, I think it goes to show that Miami did the right thing about saving Tua because they, the Chargers didn't save Herbert, and he's been in there getting beat up, yeah. sacked. This team's still figuring it out. They had Fitzpatrick in there doing all that shit, and then they got a big win off of San Francisco. Team was hot, excited, and they're like, let's make the switch now. Everybody's clicking on all cylinders. You know, everybody's in stride. So you throw two in there with a hot team. The next game, they whooped up on the Jets, had a bye week, and now they won four straight. Miami's fucking crushed. I was like, that was bold. I was ready to catch. I was like, whoa. I think the Chargers, not in this game, I meant. They're not losing the season? They might lose another game this season. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I misspoke. No, I don't see them losing this game. The Chargers are going to have to do a lot to stop that hot freight train. I, I do think the plan yeah, was to have him come in after the bye the whole time. Hot freight train. Oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah, hot like freight it. train. Big lefty, Tua. baby. Give it up for the lefties. Dude's, dude's fucking moving it. I like that. Dude. Everybody is, man. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I was kind of skeptical on Tua until I saw what they did to Arizona because I was high on Kyler uh, this season right now. And honestly, I wasn't high on him going into the season, but that dude fucking can move the ball. Hold up on your. I think I think it was paying homage to Justin Herbert. Next one, but for sure, for sure. That entire argument. I was just saying that that's not the determinative factor for me in deciding who the winner was. You both picked Miami at the end of it. We weren't going either way, no, dude. My whole. 
My whole point, them. my whole plan yeah. to argue no, was I, I always, get, always I just get, passing I get, off these I, quarterbacks. He's, he's like, oh, they're well. just rookie quarterbacks, and I'm like, no, like these guys are worth talking about. Guys, I, I, guys, I, I get it. You guys were arguing about the quarterbacks, but still, at the end of the day, you still pick Miami. So, but I mean, whatever. It's, it's fine. Hey, Herbert's playing better than a lot of rookies. Herbert's fucking legit. Lot. That's what bro. I'm saying, guys. Like, yeah, and two is gonna be legit. man, I'm in on that. Um, Miami's going to make the playoffs. They're so fucking good. I call this beginning of the season. They stocked up on their defense and free agency, and everybody uh, forgot about that. And uh, a lot of those names came from the fucking New England Patriots, and everybody was high on the Patriots coming this season because, like, they still got that big defense. They're still a machine. It's still Bill Belichick. But look at Patriots defense this year. They're giving up a shit ton of points because half their defense is on half out. their defense. Hold on, half their out. defense is on Miami, and the, the other half decided to sit out the season. Miami's defense is legit. Xavier Howard, Kyle Van Noy, all those fucking guys are killing it. Their offense is coming together. Um, you know, obviously they don't have much of a run game, but they'll develop that. They'll get it. They're just trying to figure out the whole running back situation. Tua killed it last week. He's going to kill it this week, especially against that mm-hmm. broken down defense from the Chargers, missing half their players. Joey Bosa's out now on top of, I think Melvin Ingram's back now, but on top of uh, Derwin James and, and, and Chris Harris out. Um, somehow, some way, Justin Herbert is so good that he keeps all these games super close. I don't understand it because he doesn't really have anybody to throw to except for Keenan Allen, um, and, but I think this game will be close. But Miami's going to win this game. Miami's going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be the number seven seed. Miami's they're going to get in the playoffs. It's it, it's. It, <laughs> I mean, uh, they're good. They're a good football team. They're yeah, football team. they Miami won't. They won't beat the get, Bills. I was I ready to. They get Denver, <laughs> then they get the Jets, and they get Cincinnati. Those are the next three games. Are you, gonna th- you think they're going to lose those three games? I don't see it. <laughs> All right. So next up on the list, what? What, Brad? You got, you got something to say? Let's say it. No, I'm saying Miami's going. Miami's not losing the game the rest of the year. Mark it. Maybe not. <laughs> Mark right? it. He said that. Shit. He should I make it. that bet? I'm, 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 I'm typing in my notes. Well, maybe, I'm maybe, typing maybe, in my notes hey, right now in parentheses, not losing a game the rest of the year. Some say they're better than the 72 <laughs> Dolphins. I think. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, Xavier. If 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 they if they don't lose a game for the rest win of the out? season, if they went out. We'll we'll give the winnings of. Of, okay, well, they, the season they, to they you. do play Kansas City. But if not, then you owe, then you owe us $50. Oh, hold on, hold on. They, they still have to play the Chiefs. And the Raiders. They, they play the Chiefs this year? <laughs> I don't year? know, man. You ready to call that right now? Yeah, they do. They're getting they off the track, West. but tell me right now, you're, you're willing to call the Dolphins <laughs> or the Chiefs this year. <laughs> so, so three, maybe <laughs> yeah, four maybe games. Let's, let's right, look at their no, schedule. No more. Hold on, guys. Let's look at their schedule real quick. Let's do it. So they got they got the Chargers, obviously. Then they got the Broncos after that, the Jets. Those are two winnable games. The Bengals, probably a winnable game, but that's you never know. Then they have the Chiefs, then the Patriots. That's easy. And then they have the Raiders and the Bills. They end the season. They're leveling. He's they're still playing well, but the defense isn't. The defense is 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 falling. I feel like. Uh, I see him losing two of those. Or or, the the only two they're gonna lose are the Chiefs and the Bills. I think they could beat the Bills. You think they beat the Raiders? Yeah, I didn't dude. scroll down and see week seventeen. That's wow, <laughs> you had so much faith oh, yeah, in the, the Raiders. You had so much faith in the, the Raiders. Raiders. Suck. Hold, okay, the fuck out of here. you guys are just now. You're just talking shit. Brad was so high on the Raiders four weeks ago. Now he now he's jump off the cliff I after they won three dude, straight. I, I, I want to be high on that Derek team. Carr is the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. They will not go. They're not the Oakland Raiders, so I guess you're right. Jeez, Bills at Cardinals. Whatever. You know who doesn't. I do know. It's yes. Cardinals, right. man. Hey, uh, I, 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 here's the deal. The, the Bills, they've been playing they really well. Um, I'm closer clearly, to but I don't know what it is, right, man. They so, just seem uh, kind of suspect. Like, their performance wins out by, like, you know, something's falling apart. Like, I don't know. Like, they just don't seem. 
Jay, I, I don't. I, I, I just thinking. can't quite put my finger on it. They're a good team. I don't know if it's their run game. I don't know, but Singletary was kind of getting it. Their defense, maybe that's not, you know, just something about them. And then despite what happened with, you know, last week, uh, uh, I, I still think Kyler Murray, I still think that uh, Arizona, well, no, nothing happened last week. Where am I? Weren't they on a bye? No, no, the the, the, the Cardinals. Yeah. No, was it the week before that they lost? I'm I'm confused. I'm sorry. I'm COVID brain. What happened last week, Jay? Well, yeah, no, I know the Cardinals beat them. I didn't. The I, I forgot the Bills. Oh, the that's Bills? right. I forgot the Bills beat the Seahawks. Oh, oh my no, god. No, the Cardinals were on a bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say the Bills. I, the, yeah, Josh I Allen know. <laughs> You know what? I didn't even uh, pay attention to that game. Now that I'm thinking, about it. I didn't watch a second of it. I, or no, they beat no. the Seahawks. Two weeks right? ago, they beat the Seahawks. I legitimately yeah, forgot. I wasn't trying to, to know, man. I was stripping a bunch of wallpaper and doing a bunch of projects oh, this exactly weekend, so I was half watching the, the game. The Washington Football not. Team, you mean? Yeah, yeah you know me. I gotta, Cardinals I gotta make them dollars. Um, Dude, no. Josh Allen was looking I'm like Joe Montana. Hey Jay, did you know? No, I'm not. What do you? I don't know. It depends on where Brad's going because I might just pick opposite him. But I think right now I'm thinking Cardinals. I, I still so you're think not I like trying Kyler to be Murray a dick. You legitimately I, I don't. I just don't like the Buffalo Bills. Right. I'm gonna look at stats. I might change my mind. Jay is stripping. <laughs> oh, you're stripping. <laughs> nice. All right, who are you going with, Jay? Cardinals. What's a strip club like during a pandemic? I feel like that's dangerous. All right, Brad. Um, uh, I think the all right. For, no take backs. Forget about what. Forget about what happened last week. Uh, I think the Bills are a really good team. Um, I think they were missing a lot on defense. They didn't have Micah Hyde or Tre'Davious White, which are two big defensive. He's backs a big boy. Yeah. A couple weeks. Um, and they got them back last week, and you see it helped. They gave uh, they gave Russ a lot of fit, and. Uh, he turned the ball over three times. The Seattle also has the worst fucking Kyler. pass defense in the league. Two turnovers dude, on him. Like, um, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Josh Allen is playing at another, like another level right now, man. Dude, another like level. it's so hard to tackle that guy. It's like it's like the That's early days what... of Big Ben. He's he's more mobile than 20... Big Ben was, but like you can't, but like dude, you can't bring him down, man. I can't tell you how many times because like the Seattle pass rush last week was getting to him, dude, but they could not bring him down. He's out there looking like... That's what it was. It was against the Patriots. He only pulled down 150 yards against them. That's what it was. Hold on. Hold on. But we got better But we got better because we had Jamal Adams back last week, and we had Carlos Dunlap. So the, the, it was a little bit better. We had we had six or seven sacks. We had six or seven sacks on him, but I'm saying we had so much more pressure on him then that we should have had more even. Um, 2,500 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Yes. So, completing sixty-eight point nine percent of his passes, so sixty-nine percent. The Bills' passes. defense is a lot better now. They got their defensive backs back. Um, I think Tremaine Edwards is, or Tremaine Edmonds is coming to into his own finally, like three years in now. Uh, he's coming around the edge. He's causing problems. Um, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. Uh, I think. I think the Bills are if they can get everything together and stay healthy, they're gonna be a force, man. They really will. I'm gonna go with the Bills. All right, Xavier. Um, hmm. Um, 
the both teams are hot. I think um, both quarterbacks are hot. I think so Josh Allen's right coming now. off of a solid, solid week against the Seahawks, and I really like the Bills, but it's still like the whole game, I felt like the Seahawks were going to come back, and I was more disappointed that the that. Oh, that you were disappointed. Russell you were disappointed. I'm, I was disappointed that he didn't like do his magic and come back more than I was. Um, you know, like happy for the Bills doing. You know what I mean? It just seemed like they they the Seahawks let it slip away than you know the Bills winning. Um, but that being said, they all real good, and he's he's Josh Allen is throwing it like like a vet. But Kyler Murray's having an amazing season. Uh, <clears throat> it said I remember just looking online. He's having a, a better season than Lamar did last year, and when Lamar was making his MVP run, so. Just man, he just throwing touchdowns to anybody who will catch it, you know, and not just Larry Fitz. And he's just super versatile, and he'll he could just he's just so hard to tackle. Nah, I'm going to the Cardinals. Dude, what's year. crazy too is like Christian, like Christian Kirk too. Like they have three receivers deep, right? Like you think yeah, about you, you think about you think about Nook, and then you think about Larry Fitzgerald just catching all the under routes. But then at least once a game, dude, Christian Kirk is just zooming for like a 70 yard touchdown. And they still have arguably yeah. the best receiver in the fucking league in DeAndre Hopkins. It's yeah. wild. And you know what's even more interesting about that is, is they're not even that great of a passing team right now. They're actually the reason why. And I'm glad I went. I double checked the stats to kind of confirm what I felt, and, I, and my, the stats do. I feel like back up. Uh, it's the running game, dude. Arizona running game, 162 yards a, a game, dude. Come to to Bills, 100 yards a game. That's a 60 the, yard difference. And the craziest thing about that, and then their passing that? yards, are, their passing yards only at 266 for Kyler Murray and them. And that's with all that. That's with all that talent on the outside too. And Jay, the craziest thing about that is their leading rusher is Kyler. It's Kyler Murray. He's got he's, 543 yards, he's yeah. and he's got eight touchdowns on the ground. No, this dude's got 2700 yards from scrimmage, and. Fucking so you have to try to contain him, and then also Nook, and then that's wild. And then Kirk, you know, I think Edmonds has been playing really well. Yeah. Kyler Murray is the Kyler Murray is the number eight fantasy running back right now. Like if you were running, like like that's where his stats are at. Yeah, I don't doubt this that. This is easily the game of the week because it's pretty much the two front runners for MVP going head to head. You think they are? Yeah. In my opinion, uh, Josh Allen. Say Russ is, Russ, is Ru- Russ, Russ, Russ is in that conversation too, but I, I, I put, I put these guys ahead as an MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. Patrick- Josh Allen was like, was like the front runner for the first like five weeks. Yeah. He's crushing it. I just, I still don't see. He hasn't done enough to really pull away. Patrick Mahomes and Kyler like Murray Kyler are both has. like dark. Like Patrick Mahomes is doing Patrick Mahomes things, but mm. like Kyler Murray, you're absolutely right though. It's like <laughs> Kyler Murray is like a dark horse for like nobody's talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Arizona too. It, this is a tough one though, dude. Especially like you, you make a good point, Brad. With their, their like the Bills have some key players on their defense coming back. So, but like I just think Kyler Murray is just too hot, and that that run game is too good. And I don't see even with that talent that the Bills have coming back, I don't see them slowing down, slowing down that Arizona offense. Like it's just like a machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's almost like going against Derrick Henry. Like no matter what, he's gonna get his. Yeah, you're not gonna slow it down, but I mean, you just try to just get it. You know. One more, it. yeah, one more. As uh, as as, as John Madden like used to say, the person that scores away. the most points wins the game. So he's <laughs> trying to get one more point. <laughs> so I see what you're doing no, here, Brad. True. You're trying to create Man, some distance, so you're going off the grid a couple times here. I, I I see what you're doing in terms of the overall standings of, of the season. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's good. I had planned on. I was that's what I was going to. I, I wanted to pick Alvin anyway, so I'm really glad he's, he's making it. Real <laughs> Am I going me. off the grid? Yeah, or you guys are all picking wrong. Well, okay. We'll, we'll find out right next now. week who's picking wrong. No, 
Also, hey, real quick, hey, real quick, just heads up, just because we were just talking about the quarterback, but MVPs is basically always just talking about quarterback. So just the rankings, like ratings alone, just quarterback ratings. So not Q, not QBR, the pro football focus. Aaron Rodgers at one, and Russell Wilson at two. Pat Mahomes at three, Drees, Derek Carr, Ryan Hannahill, yeah. Watson, and Josh Allen. And this isn't her right behind Josh Allen. What is this for? Sorry. Like, oh, this is so just like a, 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 QBR? Yeah. So this oh, is just so that QBR. a quarterback okay, rating. Like, so, so Josh Allen's in the top 10, but I mean, just barely in the. Russ is the number two. I guarantee yeah. you, Russ hey, was right, up there. Right behind Rogers. I, I, he's I, number two. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying I bet Russ was number one before last, before last week. Didn't they get beat up on by the Vikings? Over Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. I don't know. Aaron, Aaron's been pretty on, on point with this. He's had a couple bad games this year. Dude, freak. Um, um, he's got the Megatron of our generation. He's like the Nostradamus of, of what we're doing. He doesn't. He, he, just a freaking, freaking no, well, I'm saying Xavier. Talk, I'm, saying, no, I'm saying Xavier is like the Nostradamus because he keeps. Why don't you starting, save the DK Metcalf talk, talk for the bro, next game? I'm trying to segue for you, bro. Read the room. <laughs> you keep talking. Yeah, you keep bringing up the next game before I introduce it. God, it's and not then a segue. you expertly segue into it. All right, like. <laughs> You know what? All right. Here. I'm just Chris has to give it his. All right. Oh, no, you did give his picks. Yeah, that was a great segue. I, I gave my pick. It was Arizona. Um. Yeah. All right. So the next game is obviously since Xavier's been alluding to it for ten minutes. Uh, Seahawks at Rams. The Rams are favored. I don't understand this one. I mean, I guess they're home, but home and away doesn't really matter this season. Um. Uh, the Rams yeah. are favored by a point and a half. Um. I think that's wrong. What's that? Yeah, that's wrong. All right, Xavier. Since you you keep the, you keep itching to talk about this game why don't you start it off um i'm not a seahawks fan i just want to say that first of all um i like the seahawks they're a great team the defense isn't that fantastic but the rams suck and i just don't understand why like they're, just, they're, they're doing so well this is this is this is ridiculous when i when he first sent me this like list of uh, like all the pickums, i was like why are they plus two and one and a half? Oh, okay that makes sense it's a close line that's mainly the reason why i picked it I mean, yeah, I get that it's a divisional game, and like they're always like a little bit closer than, say, in early play and shit like that. But uh, not nah, Seahawks all day. Let's do this. Yeah, this line is way too close. I feel like I don't know like what Vegas was thinking on this one, and and I would assume. I mean, this definitely moves in a couple days, right? Like maybe to like three and a half or something like that. Like, I feel like if you're a better, like why wouldn't you take Seattle and and w- to cover mm-hmm. like easily, easily, in my opinion. Um, I don't know, uh, Jay. How? You, what's your? What are you picking? Well, I knew. I know Brad's going to take Seattle, so I'm going Rams. <laughs> oh, just, just just to get some distance. Well, I already did. Yeah, I already knew he was as soon as I saw that list. So I was like, cool, picking the Rams. But and then let me go figure out and argue to myself why I'm going to pick the Rams. So I went out. All right. So, all right. Well, here's and here, here's where it comes down to. It's absolutely argument Russell over. Wilson and that amazing offense. And can they stop? You know, DK and, and, and Tyler Lockett and uh, what was no. that third guy that they had? No, they can't. Yeah, no. And and, and so it's <laughs> – but but if you look at it, so the, the Rams, for you, Jay, why no. are they – you said why are they doing so well? So here's the deal. They're actually – so on offense, they're, they're putting up 405 yards a game. 
and that's compared to the 430 yards a game of Seahawks. So the, the, the Rams are putting up yards, okay? And, and as far as points per game, they're only putting up 24, so they're not converting those into points, whereas Seahawks are points machines. Now that point machine is going to have to go up against Aaron Donald and that defense that is allowing sub-20 points a game, which is wild in the NFL. It's allowing 19 points a game, man. Like, that's a tough defense. I'm not, that, I'm not suggesting at all by any means that you're going to contain Russ, DK, and that stuff. But it's not about containing it. You know, it's about it's like tourniqueting it, right? It's about stopping the bleeding just enough. And the Rams, like I just alluded to, do have a good offense. They're putting up 405 yards a game. They're putting up 24 uh, points a game. But that's average against the NFL. That's not against the worst defense in the NFL. So you take that 24 points and add at least another touchdown or two onto that. And then you compare that with the average points a game. So the Seahawks are going against one of the best defenses in the NFL. And and I think that it's going to average on to maybe a little bit of a high scoring game, but I, Dude, I, I you think, lost me halfway through this. This is just so amazing. I like, think the Rams, I, I just, I ultimately think it's going to be the Rams are going to put enough pressure on Russ that he's going to have to do what he does, which is he's excellent at. And I know Brad knows that he's amazing at on the run when you pressure him and you put him on the move. But at the same time, if you can contain him and keep him from rolling out, which I think the Rams are pretty good at doing, uh, although two of my beg to differ, uh, uh Rams are coming off a bye. They're, they're, they're rest. There you go. That's another good point. It's at home. It's a divisional game. Everybody, all divisions, regardless, always play close. I mean, usually at least, right? Like, unless they're just really lopsided. So, I don't know, man. I think the Seahawks are in a little bit of a slump. I think the offense is going to hum. But ultimately, it's going to be the Seahawks defense that will be their downfall. So, for the listeners who aren't watching the visual medium of the YouTube channel, um, during – all that, whatever the fuck that was that Jay was doing, uh, Brad decided to get up it was and an change analysis. And cha- it was in depth. It was very in depth. I touche, touche. Uh, Brad, Brad decided to get up and change his entire outfit into just bright green Seahawks gear. Um, so that's where we're at. Go ahead, Brad. And he's flexing. And he's flexing. He's flexing his fat. Which is, doesn't make any sense because his shirt is already torn. No. <laughs> I had sleeves here a second ago. They they just kind of they <laughs> fell off. Oh, oh you, um, first off, off, Jay, your mom's in a slump. Okay. <laughs> See, actually, not a slump. <clears throat> um, Burn. <laughs> that's A and two. Uh, I was gonna say, is there is there nobody, a, is there a B? Nobody, no, there's not a B. We're just no, gonna go straight no, to two. No, there's a two. There's a two. Nobody contains Russell in, Wilson. Uh, Seahawks are gonna win. Nobody contains it. Russell Wilson. Okay, let's get out of here with that. Okay. Um. These games are always close, guys. To get serious here, I know why the line's so tight. These games always come down to the last second play. Even when, even when the Rams sucked, uh, like when when Jeff Fisher was their coach and before they had Jared Goff and like they were in St. Louis, like these games always came down to last possession. Um, I think one of the only losses in 2013 we had was to the Rams, like the last, and and, and the Rams only won like four games that year. So, uh, divisional game, rivalry game, it's really close. Uh, the Seahawks are going to give up 54 points this game, <laughs> and it's going to happen. Jared Goff's going to have 564 yards passing. Uh, Robert Woods is going to have three touchdowns. But you know what? Russ and DK are going to have a career day, and he's probably going to have three touchdowns to lock it, too. And we're going to pull this off, dude. It's going to be really high scoring. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be good. So we'll see. Uh, so you're taking Seattle? Uh, yeah, right? obviously you're taking Seattle. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure if, like... Because if I take the spread, then, too, because I can get it. If well, I forgot. I, I didn't pick a spread. Why wouldn't you take the spread? Yeah. They're the underdog. I haven't taken a spread yet. 
Honestly, I kind of forgot about all yeah. of that, too. Why wouldn't you take the spread? They're the underdog. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You going to take them with the Minnesota Bears game next? Or are you going to, I mean. Well, because the Bears are underdogs in that one, right? Yeah. So here's the thing is I'm going against, like, yeah, it, like do, do I really believe myself it's going to be close? Or do I think this game is just going to be a blowout? I think this moment proves how much of a fan you actually are. Because if you don't take the spread, I think that you're just full of shit, obviously. Yeah, yeah let's do it. I think it's going to be, I think final score is going to be like 58 to 56. Okay. So, Xavier, do you want to take the spread now? Xavier, you, you there? You know what? I, I, All right. Yes, um, yes, I am. I just, uh, I don't. No, no, no. I'd rather take the Minnesota. I was, I was going to take the Dolphins. Okay, so I was we'll thinking about taking know. the Dolphins Chargers, but since I'm sitting here in Minnesota and since uh, Brad took, well, we'll get to that. I think I might, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Jay's whole um, thing here now is just to try to just come back and beat me. I I Why I don't. He hate I, you? I, he's I, he's I, first place. Yeah. What did you? Who well, hurt, who you, hurt Jay? you, Jay? Yeah. Who hurt you? You are my is enemy. Is green blinding anybody? Oh my god! Else? I, I should, look ridiculous. I, we, we should we should green screen you right now. You do look ridiculous. You look so ridiculous. It's uh, not even funny. I wish they had chroma key on. Oh. If you change your background, maybe it'll take the green and it'll change your shirt. Well, I'd just be a, a, a floating, Drew Brees a floating saved 16. The city of New Orleans. <laughs> We're not. I do. Uh, so, for the listeners who aren't watching on the YouTube again, uh, Xavier's wearing a Drew Brees jersey. It's a long story. He's, he has a long history with the Drew Brees just jersey. He wears it. I just love Drew. And a lot of interesting events in his life. He's an American hero. <laughs> he saved that city. Um, Levy's broke. And he looked at that hurricane and he said, "Go long." And he fucking just <laughs> t- through the Gulf of Mexico. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'll make my pick really quick then, since we're good. Hey, they just called uh, Arizona for Biden. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh, nice. Hey. Nice. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna take Seattle. I don't get why this line's so close. The Rams have done nothing to make me think that they're a good football team. They just had a shitty schedule. So Seattle, and I'm taking the spread too, because if you don't, you're fucking stupid. Brad made good points. The divisional games are always close. He's hella right. Dude, I'm telling know, you, man. I'm but, telling but, you. But, even the spread, when... but, but, dude, the spread's only a point and a half. That is pretty close, but uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, man. Look at back. There's only I mean, been... at, the, at a point and a half, it's basically who's going to win. Yeah. You're picking who's going to win. I think, yeah. honestly, like just off, well, the, just off the top of my head, like in, the last, like in the last ten, like, in the last like, 10 meetings, I can only remember one game that's been a blowout, and that's when the um, – the Rams gave it to us like it was like three years ago. They gave it to us up in Seattle. and They beat us by like four. I believe points. you, but you're saying yeah, it it's it's you. been a less than a point, dude. Honestly, like look back at it, man. Mm. It's been pretty close. Well, may not have been up point, but it's know. been it's when been with you the know. Rams played Buffalo. It was a shootout, and I think they lost by a field goal, it was like 35, 32, some shit like that. Hmm. Yeah, and then they just lost to San Francisco by eight, and that was just a defensive, you know, running. All day, boring ass game. God, I couldn't stand that game. Hey, wait, hold on. How many how many wins do the Rams have? Because I still have that bet going with Jackson that they're not going uh, to that they're not they going to win. Five and five and three right now. I still got one more to give. So I made a bet with Jackson that they're not going to win seven games this year. Yeah, for the listeners, uh, Jackson Schlater, you guys have heard him on this podcast before. Brad made a bet preseason bet with him, which was they won't win I'm more than seven games. That we said, Brad, of the demise of the yeah. Niners. Well, don't nod because the listeners can't see you nod. So you have to. I need visual. I need audio responses. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I can't talk over the sneezing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this I is falling apart, man. Hey, Chris, can you edit yeah. around this? No. 
Um, so, so Brad, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, Xavier, Xavier. All right, Xavier, thank you. Uh, Brad, Brad, what did you? Anyway, so seven wins, yes. Yes, I bet that I I went through their schedule because Jackson was saying some shit how they're going to win like fourteen games or something. He said something ridiculous, right? I believe that it was it was on this podcast. It was like fourteen and two. Yeah, fourteen and two, and I, I I called BS real quick. Right along the, Wait, where he said the, more since, than seven. He said he said or, he, all right. Two big ones he said that I had to jump on was he said the Bengals were going to go undefeated and Joe Burrow was going to win MVP, and then <laughs> he said that the Rams were going fourteen and two, and I said you're full of shit. I went through their schedule and I counted six wins. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, he was joking for both those, but but when Brad called him out on him, it was just straight ego, and he had to double down on it, so he took the bet. Um, all right, let's move on to the final game of the week. Vikings at Bears, Minnesota's favored by two and a half points. Jay, start it off for us for the final game. The Dalvin Cook show, man, um, that he's back, I think. From uh, your homeland of Minnesota. That's right, from the homeland of Minnesota here where I'm I'm, I'm, I'm stationed right now. You know, it's kicking it uh, in the frozen tundra. Got my fire in the chimney, ready to go. Uh, look, despite the, the ailing... Kirk Cousins and that abysmal and terrible decision to pick him up. Uh, they're still putting up 27 points a game, which isn't bad, but you know, especially when you compare that to the Bears and whatever they have going on in offense. Uh, they're putting up 19 points a game. Uh, their defense isn't bad, right? They're they're allowing 21 points a game. The def- the Bears defense is the Bears defense. It's not the best Bears defense, but it's you know the, it's it's clearly it's clearly doing its thing. Uh, the Vikings defense, however, is hot garbage. But that said, I think. With that performance against the Packers, man, especially, uh, I think having Dalvin Cook back, having him run that ball, uh, I think they're going to pound that rock. I don't think the Bears are going to be able to stop him. And I think it's more more than that. It's going to be Dalvin Cook and then Madison and, and a lot of short passes. I think they're going to they're they're realizing they got to take it out of the hands of Kirk Cousins, right? I think Kirk Cousins is losing you when you put it. it will, and that said, a lot of times game script has forced them, right? They'll go down really quick. They're Like I said, their defense has been terrible, and they're giving up major points early, and so they're forced to have Cousins start bombing it all over the place, and then that's just not what you want Cousins to do. And so if, I think if they can keep this game on the ground now with Dalvin Cook and they keep the pace slow, they, you don't have to worry about some crazy offensive powerhouse and the Bears suddenly running up the score on you, right? So hopefully that can keep that game script on the ground. And if that's the case – Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback in that sense when it's just little dump-off passes, little crossing routes, when it's when, you, when you're running the ball well enough that you can commit the play action and really, really run that. And I think that that's what they're going to be able to when do. When you keep it simple to, like, game, game management. Absolutely. So I think that they're going to be worried about Dalvin Cook. I think you're loading up on Dalvin Cook, and, and I think that that will hopefully open up the play action for him and, and allow him to, to, you know, and I don't think he's they're going to put up monster numbers, but I think they're going to do better. Their offense against the Bears defense will do better than the – the Bears piss poor offense against the the garbage Vikings defense. Uh, for and I'm taking the spread on this. Taking the spread on this. Uh, and sorry, you said Minnesota, right? Minnesota, yeah. Um, so visual update for the listeners: Brad now has a new Seattle Seahawks outfit on. This is he went with the traditional um, home blue jerseys. If you are watching on YouTube, he's doing a little twirl right now. Cam Chancellor jersey. Showing us his ass right showing now. Showing us his butt. And um, he changed his hat as well, dark blue um, hat. So, Brad, here's my question to you before you can get into your analysis. Um, Kirk Cousins, does he win you a game or does he lose you a game? Let's, I, at, let's, at, let's find out what the Jesse Cohn philosophy on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback is. Um, I think if Jesse – if you give – if you ask Jesse about 32 quarterbacks in the league, 
I think he tells you 30 quarterbacks are not going to win you a game or lose you a game. He's going to say Patrick Mahomes wins you a game, and he's going to say Kirk Cousins loses you a game. Agreed. It's hard to argue. So, I mean, yeah. Kirk Cousins is going to lose a good point. <laughs> so does that mean that you're not taking Minnesota? I mean, first off, I mean, I've, I've never liked Kirk Cousins. Always back all the way back to the Sparty days. Um, I think Jay made a bunch of good points. If they can just run the ball with Delvin Cook. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. keep it simple, they'll be fine. Um, I don't have too much faith in the Bears. A really good defense. Um, Nick Foles. Definitely not going to win you a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But he's not going to lose you a Super Bowl. <laughs> but he's not going to lose you a Super Bowl, That's right? That's a good point. That's a good uh, point. He is going to win you a Super Bowl. Philly special. He wins you those no, games. I think, no, I think Jay's all over it. <laughs> Um, the Vikings have something special going on right now. They're just feeding Dalvin Cook the ball, and he's doing big things. Um, yeah, I got Vikings all day. All right, Xavier. Um, I'm gonna say for the reasons that Jay brought up, they're gonna lose the game. I think Dalvin Cook is super hot, and I think Chicago knows that. And I think what they want to do is put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. Chicago wants Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, and if you make it Nick Foles versus Kirk Cousins, the passing game. You know, I think that's where Chicago has a better shot, you know, and let their defense try to step up and try to stuff Dalvin Cook as he's coming up. Will they do a good job of that? I don't know, but I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to go Chicago. And you're taking the spread on this one too, right? Yes, 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 yes. So here's my whole, like, issue with this game. It comes down to, like, one factor, which is what Minnesota does best. And what do they do best? They run the ball because they have one of the best running backs in the league. Well, the Chicago Bears have one of the best defensive lines in the league. So it's not going to be an easy, like, typical, like, Dalvin Cook fucking getting 170 yards and two touchdowns type of game. He's going to have a problem running against this defense, in my opinion. And when it comes down to it, then you have to talk about, okay, so how are you going to win this game offensively? You have to get in the air. I don't feel comfortable with either of these quarterbacks right now. But I do feel comfortable with one side of the ball and the if like the versatility that they can do offensively, and that's with Minnesota. They just have so much talent, whereas whereas Chicago doesn't have that. They have Allen Robinson, and that's pretty much it. Look at who Kirk Cousins has to throw to: Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. I mean, there's just there's just a lot more to work with there, and also Minnesota is hot right now, and they have to win this game in order to still have a shot at the playoffs, still be in the playoff hunt. I just think that they're going to come in this game hungry. I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to play as good as what necessarily Jay was saying because of the defensive line issues, and but but I think that they can find a way to air it out and and just kind of scrap together some points. And real quick on that, I think we're riding a little high on de- – I mean, they, they look better than the defense, and I think past years, I think, affect us. I mean, they're the 22nd rushing defense in the league right now. They're allowing 120 yards a game. I'm not saying that they're a bad defense, but they're, they're allowing – they're the 22nd defense, in the, you know what I'm saying? So, And then you have – like, then, and then you have uh, Dalvin Cook and that Minnesota team who's putting up 160 yards a game rushing. Uh, compared to Chicago's 80 yards of rushing. I mean, that's the thing right there. They're literally double up their rushing. Like, the Bears are not going to be able to rush the ball. Now, granted, the Vikings' defense is crap, so if there is going to be a team that they can rush it on, it would probably be them, but which, again, is the- almost the same thing. They could take the pressure off Foles 
allow him to be the manager, allow him to make some play action deep passes if they can get that run game going at the Bears, which they haven't been able to do all season. But knowing that that, that Minnesota offense is so one-dimensional with mostly just a running game, don't you think that the Bears' talented defense is going to put together a game plan that, that utilizes the well, talent? Well, don't you think that the Packers knew that too? I guess, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I would say like, there's more talent. I would say gain, there's more talent. People know that Mahomes is gonna do his thing, and with the, but what I would do, say, right? but like, I would I, say there's more talent on the Bears defense than there is in the Packers defense. I mean, based on what no, though? That's they're, absolutely they're, true. They're the run, Packers defense is not good. Khalil Mack. Well, no, no. Okay, Khalil Mack for sure, and I think he's great for putting pressure. I don't think he's the greatest necessarily on, on run stuff, and yeah. I don't think he's the, necessarily the best run stuffer. And again, they're allowing. I mean, and they're not facing Dalvin Cook every week, and they're allowing 120 yards a game. Now, clearly, though, like you said, on those other games, you might be focusing on their quarterback a lot more. You know, a lot more than the running back. And on this, Kyle it will Fuller. be. But it's true. But, uh, it's about game plan, right? And that's yeah. the game plan Team for Knicks. Minnesota. It stopped the run. Love what Chris Mario is doing Lewis right now. Jr. Love what Chris is doing right now. Robert Quinn. I'm just saying, these are pretty good players. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Pretty good players that aren't performing. No, you, you, I sound like you the Levitard show. Just like the Stu Gatz is strong with you right now, Chris. Justin yeah, I, I, sound like, I sound like the Levitard show. To just, hold, hold on, Xavier. Yeah. I sound like the Levitard show. Just Stu Gatz just naming off just players on the schedule. Just in and the like, background. And, just... lo- and looking to Dan like, I mean, come on. I mean. You can say it all you want. but Come on. If they're playing like crap, they're playing like crap. And then Jay's looking at me like, okay, cool. You're just naming names. What is it? That's you're not making any points at all. No, uh, I, I don't know. I think it could be interesting, but the same, like I was kind of like I was saying though, it's kind of like the same thing. Is if 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 the Bears can actually run the ball, then who knows what they can do? You know, maybe that's been the missing thing for their offense, and they, they haven't. They're like 80 yards a game running, like, and then so that puts it all on Nick Foles. And and, and like, man, I don't know if he's the answer. Like everybody thinks he's the answer, and they they go for him. And I mean, I think he's better at Trubisky, but. Uh, you know, I he's better than see. I don't think so, dude. Nick Foles has been turning the ball over two or three times. That's true. Trubisky doesn't so do Trubisky. that. Yeah. No, Trubisky time. drew. No, wait, Mr. Pixky. Like I feel like I, I got to look up a stat. I feel yeah. like he was throwing a lot of picks. I talk about Mr. Pixie. Can I say one other thing? Going back to what I like, Kirk I, Cousins too. I want to address what what Chris said about uh, Cousins having nobody to throw to. Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson's a cover. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. That is the opposite of what I said. I thought you. I thought you said cousins <laughs> had nobody to throw the, to. Hold That's the phone, literally man. the opposite of what I said. That's literally the direct opposite of He's what I said. He's talking about Foles. He's talking about Foles in the Chicago. Offense. Oh, I said sorry, Chicago okay, only sorry, really sorry, has Allen Robinson. Yeah. I said look at the Minnesota offense, and they yeah, have okay. all those weapons. And I just started yeah. naming off the weapons. So, but I'll say because Thielen and Jefferson have. have been kind of well, quiet. I mean, Recent cousins, weeks. right? Uh, not scoring a lot of touchdowns, but that could be because of Dalvin Cook's. Increased production because they're riding the run game. I, I think, yes, exactly. But I think you got to try to take away the run game and put that pressure on the passing game again. That's yeah. that's the only way Chicago's gonna win this game. Fun fact: I played football with Kirk Cousins. Oh really? Was, he, was he good back then? I don't really. Rem- I don't remember. Him. He went to I, I say that I, I don't. He went so, to no, no, he went he to was... Holland. No, 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 no. He went to Holland Christian, but they didn't have a football team yet. Oh, so, so he was okay. at. So yeah. he was. So I, I went to a pretty small school just south of Hall, like six miles south of where he went to school, and we had a really small, really terrible football team. But um, they were getting ready to have a football program at Holland Christian. So what they did to prep it is they were like taking all the kids that were planned on playing, and then they sent them to join our school. And so they joined our school for a season, or was it two seasons? I think it was just a season. Was that Saga Talk, or was that yeah, was that Saga Talk? No, Sagatuck. Sagatuck. Yeah, and so he joined. So, so for the he was like a freshman. I was like a junior, or senior, or something like that. I don't remember the kid at all, but I, I, I probably tackled him at football. some point. 
So for listeners, that's your uh, that's your uh, your local Michigan talk for the week. So <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, guys. Saga what? Saga talk. Saga. Saga talk. Saga yeah. talk. That's a what fun that word to We're say. We're not going to talk saga about saga talk on the saga. Yeah, saga. It's just, it's a it's like this little resort community. It's it's cool. Well, we're going to stop a talking yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> hey. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I don't know if you have, Lucas just came through with some. And so you can join us for the after uh, hours. All right, so that's going to do it. That's that's going to do it for this week on the Magic Hour. Thank you for joining, boys, again for five dollar picks. That was a very interesting week. Thank you, Xavier, for joining. Well, I gotta give you five dollars. Thank you for joining. Yeah, you have to pay I'm me kidding. five bucks. Thank you for joining five dollar picks. Um, we'll I'll be back next week, hopefully with another episode. If not, two weeks from then. And right, take it easy. Five dollar picks would be great if you had a Subway five dollar foot long sponsorship. You should call somebody. Exactly. Yep. Thanks. Thanks again, boys. We'll talk yeah. soon. Peace.